What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode number 93 of Beef's Beef. 93. 93. Can you hear me? Check, check, check. Is this working? It is working. We okay. Did just, we did just check the mics before we started recording, so... Yeah, but I wanted to make sure you didn't, like, turn mine off because I feel like, you know, I'm on a hot streak with everything lately, so maybe you're trying to cut me out. What? No. As always, I'm here with my compadre, BJ. I, actually, I'm sorry. I can't say as always because next week we will. I will be with a different co-host for a week. I'm sure they'll do a great job, but probably not fill my shoes fully. You know what I'm saying? Just because like, you wear size 13s. Well, I wasn't going to say that exact reason, but probably true. Yeah. <laughs> probably true. Yeah. Hey, some of our friends might have bigger feet. You don't know. If it's DJ Gaywood, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. That kid, I, I always make fun of DJ because I say we can bronze his shoes now like they're his first pair. Hey, shout out to our good buddy Ray Robbins. Luckily, Ray Robbins wears the same size shoe as my younger sister who is only 18 <laughs> years old and uh, helps me out with getting some good deals. So shout out oh, to Ray. Oh, man. Yeah. That's... Whew. Needless to say, if Ray listens to this, hopefully he enjoys that part. But uh, hopefully, I got something fun for us. You know, usually we do the number thing. I have a lot of fun doing that. But I noticed that maybe you weren't into it as much. And you know, Let, th- I want to give you credit on something. What? So I'm, I'm going to pump your head up a little bit. Yeah. So Saturday, I hung out with a couple of my buddies. Okay. One of them being Mason Barmore, which I'm sure you've seen him comment on there. I'm going to give you a few. I'm going to give you a few comments that he gave me on Saturday. Okay, shout out to Mason. First thing, he says he disagrees with you all the time. I love it. And he wishes that he could interrupt the podcast and completely disagree with you. That's what this podcast is all about, opinions. But he also says... So you had to say that part first, by the way. Because I wanted to build you back up right here. You tear him down and build him up. Oh, okay, yeah. He says he enjoys your number thing because you bring a lot of cool facts to the table. Well, I appreciate that. So as much crap as I give you... For this number thing, there's at least one person out there that enjoys One it. person. Deep down inside, there, we all know. I there's at least yeah, one person. I'm just saying, deep down inside, we know this is the best part of the segment or the best part of the podcast. We don't have to tell everybody, but I get where you're coming from. But uh, before we do that, I did want to say, too, luckily this podcast is being sponsored by Big Fireworks. Big Fireworks is in Clarksville, Indiana. Big Fireworks happens to be my employer. Um, so if anybody out there needs any fireworks, then you know, get in contact with us. I can help you out. All fireworks are 50% off currently. That's not on... 50% off. Yes. And that's not on... You know, you don't come in here, oh, it's on this, this, and that. It's on every firework or firework-related item. So lots of good deals. We've got legal maximum loads, so the biggest stuff that you can sell to the general public. And uh, I'd be happy to help anybody out with that as well, too. Where are you guys at? 1421 Cedar Street. It's in Clarksville, Indiana. Um, just down the street from the Green Tree Mall. For all you fat people, it's right next to Golden Corral. Correct. So, well, and all you skinny people. But, um, you know, on occasion I might dip into the buffet line here and there. Yeah. So you yeah. could see me there potentially as well, too. Um, but, yeah, right across the street from the Golden Corral. It's a big yellow building. Can't miss it. It says fireworks all over the building. Yeah. So Big fireworks. Correct. What kind of fireworks you don't want? You don't want small fireworks? No, man. There's always my favorite working in fireworks because you always have the people that come in. Hey, man, 
I know you got something in the back that you can sell. Me. Yeah, I had three of those people today. Come yeah, on. we got the stuff that's stocked out here. It's just more of it back there. Right. No, it, no, like you got that stuff. Like that big boom. Like I saw somebody blow the wheels off a garbage can the other day. <laughs> like, I know you've had someone say that. because Oh, dude, we had a car. Some, yeah. I saw somebody blow the dumpster doors off of a dumpster one yeah dude that's someone making something that's not anything you're going to buy in a store it's not allowed funniest thing about that is you know you actually can buy all that stuff you just have to have a special license for it but more of the story is the people who come in and ask those questions they always end up walking out with like you know and i I don't make any type of commission so i don't want this to sound bad but they walk out with like a ten dollar order so it's like (laughs) that ten dollars wasn't going to get you none of that anyways which yeah they're walking out with like dragon farts oh my goodness something weird like that whistling what are they whistling kitties whistling kitty chasers. Yeah. yeah so some classic Snakes fireworks sparklers. yeah so let's hear let's hear what you got your fun segment let's hear what you got so we're gonna switch it up a little bit and i want to open it up with actually a question because i need to get inside your brain a little bit so last week we had a little bit of fun we had a great guest on here tony hicks shout out to tony hicks shout appreciate tony him hicks, coming man. on again appreciate him being two and oh with me as far as on a basketball court um <laughs> with all that being said there was a section that was mentioned about ligers. And Absolutely. I, I had a lot of people who were asking me a lot of good questions about ligers. I want to know how in the world, what type of YouTube rabbit hole were you <laughs> digging in to find the liger video? Um, I guess the best way to put this is... No, we want the truth. We well, don't I, want I, the best no, way I'm to put this. I'm trying to think of the best way to put the truth. And so... Okay, you've seen the movie Napoleon Dynamite, which is where 99% of people heard of Ligers. Correct. That led me to go to YouTube and just type in Ligers. So you just deep dove in there. And Absolutely. This was... And then when I that, – so it was around that time. It, was, it wasn't It was even the first time I watched Napoleon Dynamite. It was okay, like that's what's going to be my next question. It was a few question. years down the road after I watched it again. Right. When YouTube was kind of starting the, its boom. Yeah, and I just looked it up, and I was like, "Oh, I had the exact same expression that you and Tony had when I showed it to you all last week." Yeah, yeah, that sucker was <laughs> monstrous. I wish you all could have seen Tony's face. By the way, like I didn't think he was going to be that surprised. Like he almost got scared of the phone. I did not expect it either. And then <laughs> I even looked at exactly what he looked at, and I was kind of like, "Yeah, that is very large." But his reaction was like, "Oh my gosh!" Yeah, like, he was yeah. like, "Oh my god, dude, look at this!" <laughs> yeah. And I was like. Whoa, it's like a kid seeing something at a pet store. Yeah, he was pretty intrigued by it, and it was fun to see. I, I think he was shocked that it was real. I mean, I'm still not sold on the oh, fact that it's, it's real. real. But I'm just saying, you know. It's real, bro. So what I wanted to do was I wanted to ask you that question first, but then I wanted to give you a couple of facts about ligers because I thought what better way to start this it. off. Yeah, I thought you might enjoy this They're one. They're for their magical powers. Well, that's not true, but yeah, that could true. be potentially true. Um, they, first of all, are the biggest cat, and the biggest cat currently is 904 pounds, roughly. <laughs> yeah. That's so nuts. Which, I, if I remember correctly, the video you showed us, they said it was over 900 pounds, right? Yeah. So it had to have been that cat. Um, shout out to Nook. Nook died in 2007, but Nook lived in Wisconsin, and Nook was 1,212 pounds. And was a monster liger. Nook is my, is my buddy from UPS. I know a couple of people who have the nickname Nook as well, too. Shout out to any Nooks out there. Um, the weird thing is they're more like a lion than a tiger. They do have traits from a tiger, though, and one of their most notable ones is that they're actually a good swimmer. That kind of scares me because an animal that big should not be able to swim. You're like dead regardless. 
You go in a oh. tree, it's climbing the tree. You go swimming, you're dead because it's going to swim really good. You want me to give you another reason why you're oh, dead? Man. Because it's huge. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, besides the givens, they can run at a speed up to 50 miles per hour. So 904 pounds moving at 50 miles per hour, swimming through the water, you're gone. It sounds like a grizzly bear. Well, I don't think grizzly bears move at 50 miles per hour, They move bro. at like 30. Okay. I mean, I, I feel like on a I mean, good day, I'm doing like 14 sh- miles per hour. I'm not you know doing anything saying? like that. Well, I'm playing dead. Hey, no, I wouldn't suggest that because you're going to end up not having to play dead. You're going to be always, real that's, dead. That's always their thing with bears is to play dead. I think it's like a shark. You punch them in the nose. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, we'll try it one time and see how it goes. Uh, we'll be like, I'll let you do that. We'll be like Habib Nurmagomedov and wrestle a bear in Dagestan. Uh, great UFC fighter who has videos of him rolling around with bears. Probably not a he good was idea. He a little kid when he did that too, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. So pretty interesting. But um, they can sound both like a lion or a tiger. So that kind of intrigued me. So they got like different accents? Yeah. I would say, like, you know how I'm really good at accents? So they're like Serge Ibaka. They can speak like a couple different languages. Well, I mean, that could be true. I would like to think they're more like me, where when I get my accents going, you know, I'm really good the, and on you're point. You're probably, like, the worst voice actor I've ever heard. Top three or four worst. in the world. No, I didn't say worst. Top three or four worst. Okay, well, you can have your opinion, and I'm just going to say I'm probably the greatest. Maybe if you get lucky later on in this episode, if you continue listening, I might drop something on you. And we'll we'll see uh, the the fans and listeners will tell me so how good I, I have am. a question what off that question because yeah. I don't know if you delved any more into it off that question. So you say they can sound like a lion or a tiger. Did you look into any more about that on why they do that? Is it because they want to mate with one at a certain time? It's in certain situations. So I didn't dive super, super deep, but, yeah, it's in certain situations. So it would probably be mating calls. It would probably be um, hunting. It would probably be, like you said, speaking to Serge Ibaka out on the prairies out there. Yeah. But potentially it could be multiple things, yeah. Um, the sad thing about it is they're more inclined to have diseases because they're a hybrid animal. So, it's the same thing with white tigers. Yeah. White tigers are more apt to have Down syndrome, and that's not a joke. No, shout out to white tigers. Unfortunately, Siegfried and Roy had a you know sketchy situation with them. We're not going to shout out Siegfried and Roy, but if they want to sponsor the podcast, uh, well, if... Which one? Did, is one of them dead because of that? I have no idea. I don't even know what you're talking about. One of the white tigers turned, and it went dark. And it, <laughs> I'm telling you, it got dark. ugly real quick. I don't even want to know about it. Yeah, look up the YouTube was, video. It's a circus, right? Siegfried and Roy? Yeah, are they, are they the magicians or the something? The magicians, bro. What do you, you don't know your Chris Angel? Yeah, he's the magician. David Blaine? Yeah. Carrot Top? Carrot Top's <laughs> I just wanted to see if you'd what? fall for it, bro. Carrot Top? Come on. Like all the other magicians you throw in Carrot Top. Uh, well, he's yeah, not a magician. It's so. magic that his career has lasted this long. That's sure. the only reason he's a magician. Steroids, too. Steroids have helped that him. That huge, yeah. man. It's more like a carrot bottom now, dude. (laughs) (laughs) This is probably true. But last last couple for um, for you. So tigresses, which are the ones having the babies, often requires a C section because the correct because they are monstrous. And then you already referenced this earlier, but ligers are popular because the 2004 hit movie cult classic Napoleon Dynamite. Those were his favorite animal. So I thought that was a lot of fun. And then I thought, you know what? I'm going to keep this segment rolling because I really love this segment. I have a lot of fun with it. And you mentioned 
one of our good buddies who we already gave one shout out to, DJ Gatewood, had another buddy who was giving you a couple of trivia questions, right? Yeah. And I know that you loved some trivia questions from last week. So I wanted to see if you had any interest in me listing a couple of names and you telling the listeners where they attended college. All right. I'm not guaranteeing anything because if you look them up, then this is probably not going to be good. Are you saying factual evidence, or are you I'm saying, saying no? I'm saying if you look these up and you took time to do it, it's probably going to be tough ones that I won't know. This is what we're going to do. It's a test of ten people. I'm going to tell the viewers in advance. We have not discussed this. No. You do not know anybody on my list. I'm going to tell the viewers you're going to get eight out of ten. Is going to be my guess. Okay. So I think you can handle this. Give this your best shot. Okay. We aren't going to go rapid fire, but we're going to go pretty quick. So I'm going to throw That's them at enough. you. All right. Starting with the first one, T.J. Ford. T.J. Forrest, Texas. Great answer. Josh Childress. Uh, Stanford. Correct. Rashard Lewis. Um, Oklahoma. No, Rashard Lewis came from high school. No! No! That is... Why did you do that? That was one that I had banking on you missing. So you might get better yeah, than they did. Was, was straight out of high school. So Rashard Lewis out of high school is correct, but that really was. <laughs> For some reason, I always get him and Desmond Mason mixed up. Don't ask me why, but they came out around the same time, and Desmond Mason went to Oklahoma State. That's why I almost said Oklahoma State. Oh, and you, you thought you had me for a second, but no. I thought I had you well before, and then whenever you started saying Oklahoma State, I'm just going, oh, nanny, nanny, but okay. Well, you had to switch it. All right, on to the next one. C.J. Washington. Or Watson, excuse C. me. C.J. Watson. Yeah, um, not Washington, Watson. Tennessee. Correct. Andre Emmett. Uh, Texas Tech. Correct. Baron Davis. UCLA. Drew Gooden. Kansas. Jason Maxiel. Cincinnati. Marcus Williams. Connecticut. Oh, in Utah, right? Huh? Or was it was it Utah? Or no, is it No, UConn? he was just straight Connecticut. Okay. Because yeah, he UConn. played with uh, Rudy Gay and Josh Boone and all them. Okay. And last one. If you get this one, this is the bonus prize. Brian Scalabrini. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Brian the Red Scalabrini. Mamba. Oh, I know this one. Um, I know it's Pac-12. That's that's correct so far, right? It's Pac-12. I'm not telling you nothing. You uh, already are 9 for 10. I said 8 Pac-12. for 10. This is one I thought you'd miss. Rashard I'm Lewis going, was one I thought I'm you'd miss. I'm going with... Um, mm, Brian Scalabrini went Arizona State. Close. You are correct on the Pac-12. USC is the Dude, that was the other one I was going to say. Hey, 9 out of 10 is really good. Oh, that sucks. I should have got 10 out of 10. Well, I could have made them even tougher for you and definitely got you. But you know what I'm saying? I just shout out. See, here's the thing. Now people are going to get onto this game. Yeah. Because – Oh, some you're going to have 10 questions Some of you today. guys don't know this. So, BJ knows this because I've told him about it. And I told him about how it happened this morning. I didn't know that you were going to do that. And it's kind of funny that you did that. I didn't know I was going to do that. Sometimes spontaneity, spontaneity, spontaneity is the best uh, nothing. I, I, got, I don't know. I'm fumbling over words. So, I'll have buddies. Mostly it's Cooper and DJ. They will just text me. And they'll just text me a name. Yeah. And i got to tell them where they went to college. Right. So I'm going to have random people doing this to me now because now people are onto the game. And I'm going to going to go ahead and tell you, you are going to get me sometimes, but a lot of times I'll, I'll say, like that one, you thought I was only going to get 8 out of 10. 
Did you think I was going to miss the Scalabrini one? Yeah, I told you. Scalabrini and Rashard Lewis were the two I thought you were going to miss. Ah, dude, I, I knew the Scalabrini one, but for some reason I, I psyched myself out on it because it was USC and Arizona State were the two that were in my head. Did you know why, where those names came from or why? Yes, I did, just because we were looking at the things just now. Correct. So, so the Big Three is back in action. So is. I wanted to give a shout-out to the Big Three and do a couple of players who are playing in the Big Three who maybe are forgotten players. Yeah, I'm surprised you – like, I would almost own Gilbert Arenas in there because a lot of people probably don't know where Gilbert Arenas went. Arizona. Yeah. Or uh, the DeMar Johnson one. DeMar Johnson's one that a lot of – like, I would have known that just because he played against Louisville. Seven-year pro, right? I saw that statistic earlier. Denver. But yeah. I do not know where he goes to he college. Went to, he went where to Cincinnati. Uh, okay. He left after his freshman year, was a fantastic prospect. So that was the team you were saying had some Cincinnati flair, right? Yeah. Kenya Martin, maybe Max Seal was on that Max team. Max Seal was on that team. Yeah. DeMar Johnson. DeMar Johnson broke his neck his rookie year Ooh. and was never the same. That's why he only played seven years. He was a top ten hey, pick, I believe. Seven years is a great pro career. Like In the NBA? No, I'm talking DeMar Johnson was supposed to be that guy. Like, right. He was supposed to be super legit. And I kind of like B.J. Cato. I believe he broke his neck the same way Jay Williams got hurt was with the motorcycle. Really? Yeah. So yeah, like, that kind of voids your contract. Yeah. So uh, block of the week is what we're starting with today. Yep. And it's still not looking good for your boy here. Oh, I would say that's a friendly it's, way of putting it's it. It's almost getting to the point now, though, man, where I'm starting to embrace it kind of. You know what? You should. Because I think I, I think I can rock one. I don't think you can rock one, but you know what I think? I think we're both growing our hair out, and it, both of our hair is stupid long compared to how we usually have yeah. it. And I think I was out mowing some grass the other day, and I felt that cold, crisp, cool breeze and blowing <laughs> that hair on the back of my neck. I and I thought, you know was, what? Hey, I could do this, man. I, just I could do it. Joe Dirt on that part when he when the. Slow mo, yeah, yeah. He's just like waving his mullet on the on the fair ride and stuff. That's what I picture you doing with the mo- with the lawnmower. Hey, I'm being dead serious. I was for real mowing, and I was like, man, that's a cool feeling right there. <laughs> so you know, maybe if I lose, I might get one as well too. We might be the mullet brothers. So here's the thing. I'm not I made doing a deal that. with you. Yeah. That if I lost, that I would grow my hair out another month. And I get to choose what you're doing with your facial hair. No, that's not. That's, I think that's that was still, part of the no, bet. That was never a part of the agreement. It sounded like it could have potentially it, been worked no, in there. That's definitely not happening. Okay. Well, it's worth def- a try. I mean, I thought happening. maybe. Uh, I thought it sounded like no, that. Yeah. All of our listeners, please help me out with this. But we am, we want to see what no, you all want. All of them are going to say, yeah, you should. No, it's not happening. Yeah, but I want them to pick what they want to do with your facial hair. And I feel like if the viewers it's suggest it. I don't know what they suggest. Listen, you have to do what the viewers say. Well, I mean. that's that's You can you can do with your, your facial hair. Okay. One thing I This is what now, I'll say is I will do that if you do that. No. And I think they're going to be much harsher on me than you because – no way, dude. Because my beard comes in a lot more full, so it's going to yeah. be able to be seen a lot more. Correct. But my stash is a power stash, bro. And so they should definitely do power I stash. because I trim mine all the time. Because I can't stand it being on my lip. I can't stand it. I like leaving a little excess food in there and saving it for later. Ugh. But I am going to cut the three lines in the side of my hair. Yeah. Like Are that. you going to permit? I uh, Sounds to me know. like you've pretty much already concluded that you're losing. No, so I'm, I love I'm that. down four and one. I'm, I'm trying to close it week. out this week at home on my home court. No, we're we're stealing home court this okay. week. Okay, so, good effort, brother. Speaking of the big three, 
that's what we're going with this week. Yep. And to anybody who doesn't know what the big three is, by the way, it's a three-on-three game. It's a lot of former NBA players and college players and then a couple of guys that you don't really know much about. They play to 50. It's by twos and threes, but they also have four-pointers in there. If you haven't watched it you and you're a basketball fan, you need to check court, it out. Which I think kind of goes without saying. Yeah, three-on-three. But uh, it was created by Ice Cube. Correct. He's the founder and owner of the league. And it's really well rung. There, you looked at their website earlier today. Dude, their website is beautiful. Like yeah, it I is mean, a great so many, website. I was telling you, there's so many players in there that was just like, man, I forgot about some of these guys. A lot it's, of great coaches too, man. Like yeah. you want to talk about some idols: Rick Barry, Lisa Leslie, um, Rick, Rick Mahorn. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was. There were some good coaches in there for sure. But so Gary Payton. I didn't know Gary Payton was a coach. He must be playing on a different day, I guess. Three-headed monsters, I think, was his team. Nice. I could be wrong, but yeah. So basically, what we're doing is there's two games in each, or two seg- uh, segments in each week. So we're just taking the segment that's going to be uh, June the 29th, right? Which is three games, and since one of us has to win because there's no ties in those games, one of us is going to have to win two to one in this. Right. So we're picking three different games. Basically, what we did was. BJ let me pick my first, or actually he let me pick the first two, and then he just he picked the last one. Because I know inside secrets, and once again, letting you pick has worked out favorably in the past. It happens. You know what? The tide's got to turn at some point. You know a little bit more about this one than what we knew on the other one. So this one has me kind of worried, but I think I've got some inside information that might be meaningful as well, so too. So the three games that we have, we have the Enemies versus the Ball Hogs. Yep. We have the Trilogy versus the Triplets. And then Three's Company versus the Killer Threes. Correct. So it seems like some very uh, creative names. Yeah, they've got some interesting logos as well, too. And um, I don't know where any of those came up from. No. But they are pretty good. Yeah, so the first game, uh, i let you pick that one because I felt more strongly about the other two. So who are you taking in the Enemies versus the Ball Hogs? So Enemies versus the Ball Hogs, I'm going with the Enemies all day. And Royce White was actually the number one overall pick in the draft. Royce White will be back this week after getting kicked out of the game last week for fighting Josh Smith. You got Perry Jones, former Baylor guard Same. slash forward. He's not a center. How tall is he? He's tall, but he's not a center. He played center in college. Well, he's a forward type player. He's a swing. I'm not saying he is in the NBA, but he was a center at Baylor. Yeah, because Baylor was not. Baylor was actually good when he was there. I wasn't saying they weren't good. I was just saying, think about um, what's his name for a place for the Hawks right now. Wow, I just went blank. Um, Another good player from Baylor. Uh, Prince. Yes, Torian Prince. Prince. He played power forward for them. Okay, same difference. They play a style of basketball that is up and down. I was agreeing with you. Well, hey, you just say whatever you want. Don't tell the listeners you're agreeing with me, but I'm right in this again, too. So, anyways, you got Gilbert Arenas, Perry Jones, Lamar Odom. Shout out to Lamar Odom. Mm-hmm. Three years after his debacle, back on the court. Debacles Did, keep being nice. Yeah, I didn't want to go into details, but he had a rough evening that night. And uh, it turned into a positive thing for his life, hopefully. Now he's yep. a different man. And uh, Craig Smith and Frank Robinson. So, unfortunately, in Craig the fr- Smith sounds like an R&B singer. Yeah, he's he's probably got some smooth R&B. Out of Inglewood, California, there's probably some good. Always in- up to no good. Always. And uh, 6'7", allegedly the same height. That's one for anybody counting at home. <laughs> um, same height as your boy, you know, co-host of the year, You're BJ Cato. You're 6'7", dude. You're 6'6". Six, six. 
Well, and three quarters. If I can wear my shoes, I'm probably close to six seven. We're going barefoot. Okay, barefoot is kind of tough because I'm a little flat footed. But um, so they have a really good team. So I, I like the enemies in this. Unfortunately, I don't think Gilbert Arenas played last game from what I saw, or I did not recall. It was a late evening for me where I was getting home from the fireworks store and what watching it. I think he asked uh, Javaris Crittenden for his money and. Um, he it's, it didn't go well for him. No, so not yeah, at all. yeah. So who you got? What what's your team? Give me a little breakdown of your team. I I mean I don't really remember their team. Let me ask you a question. Did you take the Ball Hogs because this Brian, is the game? This is the game you picked. I know, but I'm saying I think deep down inside you wanted the Ball Hogs. So I, did no, you? I honestly didn't know in either one because I like Gilbert Arenas. I know I just gave him crap, but I like Gilbert Arenas. Right. But there was I felt like the depth was more on the enemy or on the Ball Hogs side, but I felt like the star power was kind of on the enemies. I think you took the Ball Hogs because Brian Scalabrini is on that team, and you were trying to make up for not knowing where he went to college. No, because I didn't know that. I didn't know that question was coming. You want me to give you a little heads up as well, too, Josh Childress co-captain of the team mm-hmm. did not play last week so i'm really hoping he does not play again this week um you do have deshaun stevenson who mm-hmm. is a potential mvp of the league other inside secret we'll go into this later you don't have deshaun bullet and bullet is one of the best three-on-three players in the world a lot of you haven't heard of him but you do have will mcdonald and you do have marcus williams and jermaine taylor so you've got a good team rick Barry's your coach Enemies are going all the way in this. 51 to 42 is my score. Uh, whatever. You're welcome. The next game, we got the trilogy and the triplets. I picked the next two games. So I'll go ahead and say that I took the triplets. Correct. Triplets. You know, you got a, a, an analysis for this game? No, you know, no deep analysis for it. You do have ISO Joe on that, and ISO Joe won you all the game last week. You do have Al Jefferson, Gennaro Pargo, Chris Johnson. Sergio Gibson, Allen Anderson. Yeah. Needless to say, unfortunately, you will be getting that game correct. So The last game, uh, Three's Company against Killer Threes, I took Three's Company. Yep. I've, uh, they have what, Baron Davis, I think, is on their team. Yep. Uh, is the, the is that's the one that I was talking about with the Cincinnati flavor, right? With well, you, Demar Johnson, Jason Maxiel. No. no. Well, yes, you do have Demar Johnson and Jason Maxiel, but Kenya Martin is not on this team. You've got Dante Jones, Dookie, Andre Emmett, Texas Tech, Dijon Thompson. I don't know much about where he went. He, I think he has a mustard. Well, he's got some interesting eyes. They're kind of scary looking. And then Did you uh, just compliment a dude on his eyes? No, I said he's got some interesting eyes. They're right, kind of scary the looking. Weirdo. Scary looking is not a compliment. I don't feel like – I mean, like – Depends the, on where you're at. Now I kind of understand why when you say girls hit on you, like I get it. I've like scary looking is not a compliment, bro. I've never said girls hit on me. Well, it sounded like you – I'm just saying you had told me some girl was hitting on you, and now I know she said you're scary looking. When was this? Well, it's like probably 20 or 30 times. I've never said that. Uh, okay, we'll talk about it off air, but just to everybody Baron out there. Davis plays for my team too, correct? Andrew Gooden, yes. Oh, dude, I'm smoking you. I'm winning this one. No, I'm going to win this one as well too. So this one you're going to go down. The first one you're going to go down. Funny fact about the Threes Company, that was a team that Allen Iverson was supposed to be on the first year, and Iverson just decided to not show up a couple of games. So needless to say, he's no longer affiliated with the team. Threes Company, too. Yeah, okay. That was decent singing, but I, I wouldn't say it was the best. Um, I've got Steven Jackson, Josh Powell, Josh Powell, 
a guy who you might not know about, but Franklin Session played with Damian Lillard at Weber State, also was a MVP of the um, oh, what's the the Drew League. So that's how I knew him, Frank Nitty. Oh yeah, the Drew League's full of de- defense. Hey man, Drew League is full of defense. Don't so be disrespectful to the Drew the League. MVP. Hey, don't be disrespectful to the Drew League. The Drew League is a fun Never league to watch. Lost. The game plays in the Drew League, bro. If the game can play in it, that's a scary dude, by the way. The game. I'd I'd agree. I would probably not want to be on his bad side. I no. think he might make you disappear. Yeah. Yeah. 50 Cent is still here to live and speak about it. But that's just because 50 Cent's got a lot of money. Well, I think that could have potentially been set up by 50 Cent, which is a power move in its own. But anyway, C.J. Watson is on this team. Eddie Curry, coached by Charles Oakley as well, too. That's another scary dude. Yes. So you get them on the same team. You got Steven Jackson. I'd say he's probably another scary dude as well, too. Right? Um, Stacks. You don't I know mean, about I, stacks? I, I, I mean, I remember Steven Jackson's a dude that I wouldn't necessarily say is quote unquote scary, but I would. I don't think that it, I would ever question whether he was going to do something. You know what I want to say? I think Steven Jackson is a great guy. I want to give Steven Jackson a shout out because I don't know if you know this story, but Steven Jackson cool sent me tickets to go to the 2008 NBA All Star Game in New Orleans, and he wrote me a letter and he gave it to my lawyer at the time, who was trying to help me be able to play basketball after transferring. And our lawyer's son and I, my good friend, shout out to Morgan Wilder. Um, we went down to New Orleans and we had a blast. So Stephen Jackson is a good dude. He just maybe had a couple of questionable life and decisions. And you didn't ever? Did you get to meet him when you were down there? No. He. The reason why we went, got to go was because he gave us his tickets. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we went to the three point competition, the dunk competition. We, so how good were your seats? They were okay. I mean, it's the All-Star Weekend. I don't know if you know how much those tickets are. Like, the cheapest tickets in the house are like $2,500 for nosebleeds. I mean, it's crazy. So we were mid-level, and uh, we were close enough to where we could see everything going on. We were probably too far enough for somebody to throw us an item. Luckily, they had parachutes that came down from the ceiling. (laughs) We were trying to catch stuff. But uh, great event. If you ever get a chance to go to an NBA All-Star Weekend, man, phenomenal event. I think this year's in Indy. That is pretty cool. We pretty should sure. check out if oh, we can dead, make it. It's on my bucket list, so yes. Also, shout out to New Orleans because I love that city. A lot of great food, a lot of great places to get robbed and pickpocketed and <laughs> held up for ransom. So, yeah, shout out to New Orleans. Held up for ransom. Yeah. Oh, gosh. They've got some tough areas there. So, there's a lot of stuff kind of going on, and it's kind of crazy because you think of this, of this time of the year, there's not really a lot of stuff that we would be able to talk about disagree i'm saying normally yeah i'm saying disagree so someplace i want to start is something you brought up to me but i think it's a good place to start andre godala was recently on the show the breakfast club for those of you don't know what that is uh, i don't know if you live under a rock and have never seen any clips from it but breakfast club is a predominantly hip-hop uh uh, morning show that has Charlemagne the God, and then that's the most popular guy. On DJ that. Envy. DJ Envy. I forget the girl's name now, though. I, I like feel, everybody does. I feel really bad. She's good, though. She does yeah, a great I mean, job. All of them, they do a really good job, although I, I don't like Charlemagne the God. Yeah, but, but you've got to respect them. But they do a good job in interviews. Yeah. So, it, well, it's three different characters. Yeah. Like, they are very, they keep each other in balance, and it's, Absolutely. It, it's good to watch. It's fun to watch. So, Ibadala has some interesting comments on there. We, we kind of picked out some of the uh, two of them that we kind of 
Actually, BJ brought this. I'm not trying to take any credit for this. BJ brought this to me. Yeah, but we're a team. It doesn't matter who brought it. It was just, to me, it was very intriguing to see what was said on there. So one of the, the first thing that he said was something that has been kind of been in the news really the entire season. Yep. Was that he said that Kevin Durant is not going to be a New York Nick. Well, what he actually said, which blew me away, was that Ain't nobody going to the Knicks. So to me, obviously, he's referencing Kevin Durant. Yeah. But it sounds to me like he's saying Kyrie's not going to the Knicks. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Durant is not going to the Knicks. And the reason why that intrigued me is because, remember, they dealt Porzingis. And now we found out Porzingis had some other stuff going on. But Porzingis is a potential future all-star. What did, what did I miss about Porzingis by having other stuff going on? Porzingis, I don't want to go into detail. But oh, there, are you talking about the thing? Okay, yeah. yeah there I was do, an right? accusation I, that was taking place that was mind. not a good situation now, yeah. yeah and then overseas he had he, he got jumped by some tough guys that just now happened a couple, like a month ago right yes and, and yeah. so that's why i just say he had some off the court stuff that was not you know i think they might have known some of that stuff i did was see coming. that they're gonna offer him a max deal it looks like dallas yeah yeah well why would you not i mean yeah. if you can get him and luca together and then pair him with a potential jimmy butler or somebody else i mean that which dude a side note what is this thing with houston man they're definitely they're going to take PJ Tucker's comments that he said today and run with it. Because you saw where P- did you see where PJ Tucker said that? Uh, yeah, there's dysfunction here, but you think Kobe and Shaq didn't disagree sometimes? Yeah. If we win championships, no one's going to care if we like each other. Right. So they're going to try to keep CP3. Did you see the offer they were putting out there today? No. They talked about giving away Capella, PJ Tucker, and I don't, uh, Eric Gordon. One of those three and a first rounder, just for anybody that would take them. So if I'm just to get them out of there, just to get them out of there to free up cap space for Jimmy Butler. So if I'm New Orleans and I just got those three first round picks, right? Okay, give me Clint Capella and add me to and go ahead and put me in the playoffs. Do you throw Capella on that team and get and get? I mean, yeah, you're going to take him for a year, but you put him in front. They got who Jackson Hayes as well. Yeah. So that now you have Drew Holiday, Cam Reddish. Uh, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, and Clint Capella. Right. That's a that's at least a seven or eight seed. I don't know about at least, but they're in the conversation. I, I'd say that's still it's the NBA season. You know, you got to win every game. I think they're going to surprise a couple of teams. Though you know they'll be the sleeper in the West, but I'm not putting them into the if seven seed. If they got seed. Capella, you would. I said. I said it. I think they need center. I think that's where you're right. I think if Drew Holiday has another good year, that helps them a ton. But I think there are a couple pieces this, away. That's what I'm saying. This is strictly if they get Capella. I right. throw them in seven or eight seasons. I'm with you, and that's what I'm saying. Even with Capella, I, I'm probably having them at nine. I mean, it, we'll see with the offseason what the yeah. trades and everything happen. But I think the West is still pretty good. San Antonio will always be a force to be reckoned with. And I think San Antonio falls towards the five to eight seed. Uh, I don't see them missing. I think uh, Clippers are in that conversation again with not much talent but a lot of but effort. That, 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 that goes off of what you're talking about. The free There's a lot of names you hear getting floated around with the Clippers. Yeah, but I think even without them, they might be better without them. And then uh, Lakers are probably going to take another seat away too. You've got Denver yeah. who will still be in there, Portland who will still be in there, Golden State who will still probably be in there. So a lot of teams in the West who are fighting See, for a playoff here's the thing, spot. Man, I, think, I think one star that I think could go to the Clippers – I think could go anywhere, and they would it is Kawhi, because I, I Kawhi is one of those guys that's a superstar, but doesn't really care to give the other people the ball. Man, I'd be surprised if Kawhi left Toronto with everything that's going yeah. on. Like that would just really shock me. I'm not saying it's in stone, but man, 
I was just going off of the statement that you said they may be better with that. I think they would be better with Kawhi. Oh, you there's not a single team. In the, you know how there's like some All-Stars that you're like, you know, Kyrie, for example, with yeah. Boston. You put them on that team, and that team did, was not worse, but they weren't – on paper they were better, but they didn't play that they well They were together. definitely worse when they played. It just didn't work out. Yeah. Kawhi, there's not a team in the NBA that you put them on that it's not going to work out. Yeah, like he does he's, so much. Yeah, and he's so unselfish. Correct. And I mean – that's the thing I kind of wonder, and you can't blame it either way, but, I mean, we'll talk about him later. Actually, I don't want to say it because I, I want to talk about it later. Right. So, uh, But that, that comment was interesting, and I wonder if he's saying that because he knows that those two guys are already going to go to Brooklyn. I don't know if that – I just think he was saying – to me, he was insinuating that Katie's going to stay at Golden State. I don't see that happening. Well, everything we've heard, you know, they said Golden State was a dark horse to get him. Like, it was going to be really, really tough, and, you know, chances weren't great, but there was a chance. I just saw odds that came out the other day, and they had them at second and Brooklyn at first. And, man, if I'm KD, I just don't know why I'm going to Brooklyn. I mean, I – doesn't make any it, sense to because me. Because they're talking about him teaming up with Kyrie. Right. Well, that's what Brooklyn supposedly came out and said. If Kyrie can't bring KD, then they're not interested in him. And if I'm Kyrie, I'm going, what? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's Kyrie's not happening. Kyrie's really I, – I don't, I don't get it, to be honest with you. I don't get what? why his shade has been – like, why so many people are throwing shade on him now. The guy still can play. The guy's stats last year were still really good. It's just the team didn't work out, and he, it's like he's getting all the blame. And now he's kind of seeing like what LeBron kind of went through when they were in Cleveland. Like LeBron took that took that away from him. Right. Kyrie wasn't getting that wasn't getting that shade thrown him when he wasn't the guy. No, no whatsoever. And, I think also he's had more of a light on him, and once you have more of a light, you're bound to say something that's gonna you know strike somebody the wrong yeah. way. And to be honest with you, I think him changing his tune on whether he was coming back for sure or not. Yeah. I don't think that was really – I think the Celtics kind of forced his hand on that one. Well, he should have never said he was staying there in the first place. Like, you kind of have to say you want to be there, but he should have never just been like, you know, if you guys will have me back, then I'd love to be a – it's just like, you know. Well, I mean, that's kind of showing the loyalty that he wanted back from the other side, and it, they kind of – like, I, felt, I kind of felt like they kind of forced his hand. Yeah. Well, I think he knew, you know, Boston had a young core, and I don't think – he he wants to win now, and I think that Boston team could. But Horford being out, I, I think just the writing was on the wall. It wasn't going to work. So yeah. he's like, peace, I'm out of here. Yeah. So the other comment that he made is going to spark a little bit of a debate, I feel like. Okay. So the other comment was that Kobe Bryant is tougher to guard than LeBron James. And if you debate this, you are crazy, man. What what do you mean? Yeah, I know what side you're going to be on. I know what side I'm going to be you, on. The question is, who is tougher to guard? Yeah, who is tougher to guard? And Correct. Who, and go ahead and say who you think I'm going to say. So I'm going to say you're going to say LeBron, but since you just said that, you're going to say Kobe. But and there's going to be gonna no go debate. Tell you, it's not that it's not a debate. I think the only reason that it is, I think the only reason that it is Kobe is because of the stature that that Iguodala is as far as strength. What? That's the only reason yes, why, not skill set. I'm not. You haven't let me finish. Well, you said the only reason. That's all I needed to hear. No, it's not. I, I, let me rephrase that. Yeah. The re the biggest reason why is because of the strength that Iguodala has. So he can more than other guys that are guarding both of them can withstand the beating that LeBron puts on you physically. Okay, I see what you're saying. But with this, 
I mean, he's going to try to do that to Kobe, but Kobe's just going to shoot over him. It's a, it's a dumb argument for me to try to sit here and say that LeBron's a better jump shooter than Kobe because he's not. Right. But if we're talking go, physically going to the basket, LeBron's going to he's going to win that debate all day. The only argument a LeBron fan would have in this case, or even take LeBron fandom out of it, the only argument a person who says LeBron is tougher to guard in this case would be finishing at the rim in his later years and would be the fact that you can kind of key up on Kobe and double Kobe because he's probably not passing. Yeah. So to me, that makes him tougher to guard because of the reason that you don't know if he's going to get an open look for his teammates. He's never really had elite teammates, you know, besides a couple of few and far between guys. And um, Are you talking about elite shooters? Just playmakers, shooters, like guys who you can double off of have been – Frequently, because LeBron's he's had teammates. Some very, very good teammates. He's, he's, yeah, but at not at the prime of their career. D. Way was not in the prime of his career. Shaq was not in the prime of his career. Chris Bosh was. Oh, you're hurt. talking about LeBron. Yeah. Okay, I thought you were talking about Kobe. I was no. going to say he had some very, very good teammates. No, I'm saying LeBron has not had a huge. I mean, he's had good players on his team, but like it's like you said, he's he's had some shooters. Ray Allen. He's had um, Damon Jones. Corver. Yeah, Corver. Uh, Corver did not have a great yeah, Corver, year shooting. Corver did. J.R. Smith. Yeah. It, yeah, it's it's tough. So now I'm only taking Kobe in this instance just because of the player that said it. That's the only, that's what I'm saying. Like if we're talking about who's a tougher player to guard overall, I'm not saying Kobe is. So let me ask you this: You got three seconds to go, and I don't care who is guarding you. You can pick any defender in the world. And you're giving the ball to LeBron over Kobe. Every time. Oh every my. every time. That's not a debate to me. The fact that someone always says, well... well what? You, it's, not, it's not a debate for me in that. No, because it, I know that LeBron's always going to make the best play, whether that's him taking the shot or whether that's him finding an open teammate. Kobe's not going to make the best play every time. He yeah, make, he's just going to make the shot. Not, I'm not a Kobe not fan at all. Not necessarily. I mean, I'm tired of everyone saying that like Kobe is just some just because he wants to take the last shot that automatically makes him a great in-game player. Well, LeBron wants to take the last shot, too. It's like you said, he just makes the right read. But Kobe... Kobe is a great end game player, but I'm saying like they're talking about how he may oh he jumped like in like they always throw LeBron to the wayside when it comes to the Kobe and Jordan end game thing. LeBron has a better percentage when it comes to hitting fourth quarter shots of tie games or or to go ahead. LeBron has a better percentage than both yeah. of those players in the playoffs. The tie game is what helps it out because I've seen a lot of LeBron games, and I'm telling you, sometimes he defers at that, which is okay. And I've also seen him win games. Um, the Detroit one is what comes to mind. Yeah. I mean, that was – I've never seen anything like it, and I've watched a lot of basketball. But I'm just saying, for me, I'm giving it to Kobe at the end of the game. And I'd agree, this is the thing. Kobe and Jordan are two players who you always remember all the times that they hit the shot. You don't recall all the times that they missed the shot. No. So that's going to be true. But unfortunately, LeBron has – you know, they remember him for the shots he's missed. Yeah, I mean – other, another game, the Chicago series, his first year back in in uh, Cleveland. Yeah, that that shot he hit against Chicago that pretty much ended that series. Yeah, well, even the Warriors. I mean, the oh, you talking about the that was the him and Kyrie, and uh, there was a lot of clutch shots in that series. And even the year before he came back to Cleveland, he I know it was regular season, but he hit a he hit a buzzer beater against uh, Golden State in, that, in a in a regular season game that was from deep. Yeah, I remember, and it just like oh my gosh. 
So, I, I, again, I'm only saying Kobe because of who said it. You keep saying that. Because I, I don't want people to think that I'm saying that Kobe is a, is a tough regard. Because he's not. I don't think overall, if you're talking about every player ever, uh, Iguodala is a great defender. Iguodala is a very good defender. And I think his strength is being able to put his body on you. I think he moves his feet well. I think he's very active with his hands. I think he's got elite athleticism where he can meet you at the rim. I'd agree he's extremely strong. He's getting older in his career, but one of my favorite players as far as when he was first in Philadelphia, I I saw a lot of potential out of him. He pretty much deferred his entire career to somebody else, and somehow, magically, he still has an MVP under his belt. Play or, or yeah, finals MVP, excuse yeah. me. So, other stuff that happened in the past week, we had the NBA draft, which is a fun thing for both of us. We both like the NBA draft. 100%. It's fun seeing these kids have a chance to make their dreams come true. So, we both did our own little things here, but we're both going to comment on both of our stuff. Yep. So, I wrote down some players that I thought were draft steals. Yep. Um, the first one was the 25th pick and a guy that I honestly thought that BJ would have a little bit more would have a little bit more uh stuff behind it and this year little going to the trail the trailblazers at yeah, I, I told you this. Is surprisingly enough, I love Nasir Little. I had high expectations him coming into UNC. Um, watched him play a lot, and I did not. I was not overly impressed with him. Come to the NCAA tournament, he really stepped up big time. But to be the 25th pick, I would not personally list him as a steal. See, I, I think he is a steal. I think he's going to fit well with those two guys because he's not going to have to have the ball in his hands. Yeah, they're losing. Um, Afaruk Aminu, they're also losing, um, what's the guy's name from St. John's? Harkless. Mo Harkless. But Harkless will still they're, be I'm there I'm sorry, this they're year. both being free agents. They're gonna, both going to be free agents. Now, they could come back. Harkless will be there this year. Harkless is a free agent next year, I believe. I'm pretty sure they're, uh, from what I read, they're both free agents this year. Okay. It doesn't mean they're both leaving. You're, you're absolutely correct. That yeah. doesn't mean they're both leaving. Farouk Aminu makes too much money. He, yeah. he probably won't be back, I'll say that. So, you throw Nasir Little... Let's say he plays behind Mo Harkless. I think he'll overtake that starting spot going into the season if Mo Harkless is there. Yeah. I think that's a perfect person for him to learn under. And then playing alongside of Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum, I think that's going to be a great fit for him. Yeah. I hope he does well. I told you. I'd love to see him do well. I'm just not seeing it personally. What I'm going to tell you is I think you'll see a lot of this over this year. The player that I would most liken Nasir Little to is a recent player, and it's a kid named Josh Jackson. I can see that because they're both not elite shooters, but they're very elite athletically. Yep, and defensively, they were supposed to be defensive stoppers, and Josh Jackson has not had a bad NBA career. I'm not saying that, but Josh Jackson has not been what Phoenix had hoped he was going to be. So, unfortunately, I think Nasir Little might be one of those type of players. He does have a great work ethic. He can do a lot of good things. I just don't know how it will pan out for him. And Portland is in my opinion, not the best fit for him situationally wise. So you don't you don't agree with my statement there about how that's that's a good fit for him playing off of those two guys? No. Because the reason why is he's not a great catch and shoot guy. Yeah. He kinda needs the ball to create. He can offensive rebound at a high level coming out of North Carolina as many Tar Heels do. But I think 
Harkless is the better defender. Um, if anybody has access to it, go back and watch the Miami game versus North Carolina this year, and you'll see them put him in a pick-and-roll ball screen, but it wasn't any type of roll. It was to literally get him to switch on to Chris Likes, and dude was chewing him that night. Chris Likes is that small point guard at the head. Yeah, yep. that guy's tough to stay in front of, but if you're supposed to be an elite on-ball defender. Yeah. Well, Chris Likes had a great game, but yeah. the craziest thing to me was Kobe White can't play a lick of defense, and Kobe White struggled all year defensively, and they were switching Nasir Little onto him, and he still couldn't stay in front of yeah. him. So it was, Laranega was very... He had some cojones by doing that, is what I'd say. And it almost worked out for him. So the next one I had was the 29th pick in a local guy, Keldon Johnson. And it one, it was because of how far back he got drafted, and two, is who he got drafted by. System. Yeah, that, that team seems like they never make mistakes when it comes to drafting. No, I agree 100%. I do love this pick. This is one that I told you I think Keldon Johnson is much better than the 29th pick in the draft. I think system-wise it could not get any better for him. I think Cal actually said some wise words about that being a good fit for him, and he should be proud that he's at San Antonio. Um, I love Keldon Johnson coming out of Oak Hill. I actually watched him play live, um, and I was very, very impressed with his skill set. Yeah, I think he went to a perfect – perfect system for him because he has certain things he needs to improve on and i think that place is a good place to go and get i mean you're playing for arguably the best coach in all the nba i'll be honest maybe the best coach of all time oh system wise it doesn't get any better than that you're in a great loyal system you're in a very good skill system you got to play both ends of the ball which he does he's a dog on defense and then obviously you're learning like you said from one of the greatest coaches of all time my my question to you is you said he's got a couple of things to improve on i'm intrigued to hear what that is because i think he does everything pretty well i think he needs to be more consistent when it comes to being an outside shooter Okay. I think he can shoot the outside shot, and when he's on, he's on. Yeah. But he needs to be more consistent. And not, I'm not talking about being a, you know, a, a corver or a, or a knockdown shooter like that. But right, when they help off, you got to knock yeah, it. Yeah, you got to knock that shot down. Yeah, I think he can though. That's yeah. my thing. I don't think he had a chance to let that go. It'll be interesting to see. But I I love this pick. Yeah. So the next one was actually the very next pick, and it was the Cavaliers. Correct. Uh, of Cleveland. Yes, the Allegedly. Cleveland Cavaliers. That's two. Kevin Porter Jr. out of USC. Now, some of you may not know who Kevin Porter Jr. is. If you don't, look him up. Kevin Porter Jr. is one of the most talented players in this draft, but he has off-the-court issues. And that's that's what dropped him so far. Yeah. But if this kid has fixed his off-the-court issues like he says he has, the Cavaliers just got – a potential superstar in the future. Well, he tested really well in all the combine stuff as far as athleticism. I mean, he was up near the top in all of it. I'm not sold on this. I I think, call me crazy, I think the Cavs had one of the worst drafts, you know, out of everybody. I I don't hate the Garland pick. I do think Garland can be a good player. Um, I'll get into another pick that I was not a fan of. And then, you know, Kevin Porter Jr. could be a great player. Young team, how when's he going to get minutes? How's he going to get minutes? It's going to be tough to watch the Cavs again this year. I see. I don't know. I trade bait to get um, what's the, the guy Culver from them, but to get more pieces from it because the Timberwolves need a point guard. Yeah, and they traded up to get Garland. So 
Now, whether that rumor comes to fruition, I mean, the future will only tell because you have to wait a certain amount of time before you can trade a draft pick. So, who knows? Unless you trade them on draft night. Yeah. Yeah, I hope it works out for the Cavs. Colby Altman is not the best still, GM in the world. I still world. don't understand the, the, the pick of Garland. I just don't. I mean, with the way Sexton finished the season last year, I think that you should have moved forward with a, with a wing player, in my opinion. I don't think it's bad to have two great guards. I mean, I think both of those guys could play off the ball. I think, you know, both those guys are good defensive players. I, I didn't hate it. You know, um, it'll be interesting to see how he does. I mean, maybe I'm completely wrong, and maybe they become Portland of the East. Who knows? I wouldn't say that because Sexton and Garland are two completely different players than McCollum and Lillard. I'm saying, like, having two that could be potentially lead guards playing on the same team. And I'm saying no. You don't think that Garland could be a lead guard? I'm not saying Garland. I'm not saying Sexton. I'm not sold on either of them. I think both of them can be good. I don't see all-star appearances in their immediate future. I hope so. I would love to see that. I don't wish anything ill upon them. That's my team. I'd love to see them win. I don't see it. So the next one I actually had was two picks was two picks later. This guy was a guy that I I had to do some research on because I didn't really know that much about him. His name is KZ Akpala. Probably don't watch too much Stanford basketball. No, but when you look up stuff about this guy, this stuff is very, this guy is very intriguing. He's a six ten shooting guard right. with length out of the out of the gym, but also was, not the best shooter. He's not, but he can. I mean, he's very tough to guard as far as getting to the rim and finishing mid range. Right. I mean, if he fixes that shot, I mean, you add him to, I mean, you add him to the wing with with Harrow, who is a good shooter. Yes. And oh, they still got Dragic there, and a couple other pieces that, again, it's the Eastern Conference, the bottom of the Eastern Conference as far as the playoffs go. It's anybody's game. I think the biggest thing you mentioned is pretty much summary. He's a project. And yeah. so I don't think that's a bad thing for the Heat to take on because they've got some rebuilding, quote-unquote, to do. I don't think they make the playoffs this year, but I think he's going to get better. And I could see – I wouldn't say that's a, being a steal, but I could see him being a better player potentially in the long run because of him getting some minutes this year. Yeah, so my last steal, I think anybody with uh... – any type of knowledge of the NBA draft would agree with this one. It is the 44th pick to the Nuggets and them getting Bowl Bowl. Yep. Son uh, of Manute Bowl. Shout yes. out Manute Bowl. Shout out Manute Bowl. Um, RIP. So you have Bowl Bowl, who was projected in every other draft thing as a top 15 to 20 pick. Yeah, I saw a lot of lottery picks. Yeah. And if this guy's healthy, he could potentially be a number one pick, in my opinion. If he was healthy the entire season and played the entire season. He I wouldn't go number one. If he played like that the entire season with his length and and the way he was playing, dude, there's a potential that he could have been a number one pick. I'm not saying number one. I watched him play at Oregon when he was there, and number I mean, one is not in the conversation. Played, when he played nine games, he was averaging 22 points and 10 rebounds a game. Yeah. And he was shooting from the outside and handling the ball. Once again, Pac-12 basketball. This Once was again, he didn't even play in the Pac-12. Yeah, because he got hurt before. That was when they were still playing decent teams. Um, because I'm pretty sure they played in the battle for the Atlantis. Uh they didn't do. Did they do the Nike tournament this year? Ni- sure Elite they, 80. I'm pretty sure they did the Whatever battle for Atlantis. Okay, yeah, but they is, could have done both. 
I just don't. I remember watching a couple. I watch a lot of late night games, and yeah. I was. Well, the Nike one's the one that they always do up in the West Coast, right? That has. Well, they've only done it like two years. I think they did it this year again. Kentucky's but in it. Oregon's in it. They've had some good teams. Yes, it's like I said. I think it's Elite Eighty or something like that. Yeah, but it's, they take like the Nike flagship schools and play up there. Yeah, it's mostly. It's not only Nike, but it's it's a Nike event. Yeah. Yeah. But that's that's my steals of the draft. I think Bol Bol is probably the biggest steal, especially if he stays healthy. He could be an absolute game changer if he stays healthy, especially in Denver. Denver the rich get richer with Bol Bol because yeah. you're taking you're not taking a chance. You're taking some a guy 44 and throwing him to a team that was already the two seed. Yep, and you're giving him time to develop. I think yes. if Porter Jr. is back, those two will fight for playing time. And, and I think Porter Jr. is the better player. So I, I hope to see a battle, and I like to see both of them. I think Denver has a great young core. I really, really like Malik Beasley. I really, really like Torrey Craig. Um, obviously, Gary Harris, a guy out of Indiana, is a great player as well, too. And then you got Jokic and Murray. That team's going to be very interesting with a, with a good coach, an underrated coach as yeah. well, too. Mike Malone is not not a guy who you would have expect to be in conversation for coach of the year. A lot of fun to see that. So what I did was I did a couple of different things, right? I did a couple of surprise picks. So my surprise picks are shocker. T-Wolf's at 11 with Cam Johnson. To a lot of people, that was very surprising. To me, I watched his progression over the years. I saw him come from Pittsburgh, and Cam Johnson is one of my all-time favorite Tar Heels. And I watched him carry this team this year with a hurt ankle for most of the season. And he can score at all three levels. He plays hard. He's a winner. That's a guy who I think will be a great pick for the T-Wolves. So, not to say that you didn't know this, because you did, because we talked about it, but that trade, that pick did get traded to the Suns. Right. So, it was technically the Suns taking the pick, which the reason that I think that pick was nuts, not because I don't like Cam Johnson, because I've been on record saying that I do like Cam Johnson. I didn't understand the pick for Phoenix because you traded, you traded back because you wanted to get – like I just don't understand taking Cam Johnson at 11 when you could get him further back in the draft. That's what I agreed with you. The The trade did not make a lot of sense to me, but as far as the pick in general, yeah. I think Cam Johnson deserved to be a lottery pick. So, yeah, good for them. Um, 14, another one that was not a surprise to a lot of local people, but maybe overall you saw him sliding down a little bit further. Not Not much further, but 14 Celtics, Romeo Langford. I think uh, playing under Brad Stevens will be good for him. It'll be interesting to see who is on that roster next year. But shout out to Romeo Langford. Lo- shout out to the tweet that I heard. Indiana fans finally get to see Romeo Langford play for Brad Stevens. Oh my goodness! <laughs> hey, come on the podcast, both Brad Stevens and uh, Romeo, Romeo Langford. Yep. So the other ones that I think were good picks, kind of like you mentioned with Keldon Johnson, as far as systematic fits. You've got Jordan Poole from Michigan going Michigan, to the Warriors. Yeah. Long, deep shooter, um, lengthy player. He could start some games this year. Well, that's because of yeah, because of Clay Thompson either being hurt for the year or being gone. Unfortunately, yes. And he'll get. I mean, you got Jordan Bell in there. You got Quinn Cook. You got uh, who's the other young kid who stepped up this year? I just completely went blank on his name. I keep um, wanting to say McCall, but McCall went to Toronto. McCall went to Toronto. It's uh, anyways. I'll, I'll remember it at some point during the episode. I don't know if Livingston's still going to be there. Livingston's getting old, yeah. and uh, Livingston has seen better days. But yeah. he's still a great locker room guy. McKinney, Alfonso McKinney. Here you I go. could not remember to save my life, but he had a great year this year. That was a great story. That that guy paid, you know, to do the G League 
practice thing and end up making a roster, end up getting a substantial playing time in the playoffs with the Warriors. Fun story to hear. But another one, shout-out to D. Grimes. Um, Carson Edwards. Carson Edwards is a phenomenal player, man. Instant offense. I think he's NBA-ready as far as physically. I think he's NBA-ready as far as offensive skill set. My opinion, systematically, great pick, right? Last one for you, somebody I would classify as a steal as well, too. Same team, Tremont Waters. If you watched LSU... Deep in the second round. 51. If you watched LSU play at all this year, Tremont Waters was kind of the guy who made that wheel turn. And you had Nas Reed, who I told you I was a big fan of him. He had a couple other great pieces as well, too. But, man, Tremont Waters phenomenal player somebody to watch out for i felt like their draft was fantastic because they also got grant williams in the second round yep or no they got him they might have got him first round yeah they got him in the 20s somewhere first round but they did get grant williams you are correct i I thought i like their draft because i totally agree with you what you said about carson edwards i think carson edwards is a like i said in the in the draft write-up i think he's a shooting guard trapped in a point guard's body Uh, i think yes i think he can score i think he may be one of the best scorers in this draft, but he's just undersized. I think the way the NBA game now is you don't need a facilitating point guard. Yeah. So I say let him play one. Let him guard the one. Let him do whatever he wants, but just score the ball, Carson. Yeah. Don't try to be somebody you're not. Cause he's going to be a great off-the-bench guy. I think he could come six in. Six man. Yeah, I think he could come in and play immediately. Yeah, off the bench, off the bench, not starting. Well, I think it depends on who's there. We don't know what the Celtics roster is going to look like, and yeah. I think there's a chance he could surprisingly start. I wouldn't write it down, but yeah. I see him getting some minutes. And my last one for you is worst pick of the draft. And can I take a guess? Yes, my worst pick of the draft. Yep, that's what I said. Um, to me, this is not an um one. This is a given. R.J. Barrett to the Knicks. No, not even close. How about Dylan Windler? Oh, yeah. Any clue who Dylan Windler is? Belmont. Yeah, that's your last pick. Cleveland Cavaliers at 26. Take Dylan (laughs) Windler. If he ends up being a superstar. No, he's not going to be a superstar. He's a trash player who falls under pressure, under the limelight, and does not play his best basketball. I'm very disappointed in the Cavs. Colby Altman. As, so, as I famously opinion, just, said, kick rocks. Just in your opinion, just I know yeah. I'm hitting you with this out of nowhere. Anthony who, Bennett. Who, no, who do you think had the best draft? That's tough. I, I mean, I think obviously sometimes it goes the best player. It will make you have the best draft. So you could potentially say New Orleans. Um, I think Boston had a really, really good draft as well too. But, man, it's tough for me to say. There's a lot of projects in this draft. A lot of guys are going to be four-year guys. See, I think it's Atlanta. Really? I think Atlanta had a really, really good draft. I don't think they did poorly. I'd agree with you. I wouldn't say the best, but I I was not mad at some of their picks. They were also in need of a lot of different places, so they couldn't have gone wrong with whoever they picked. Yeah, I mean, I liked Atlanta's draft, and I know I've not been high on Trey Young. But you know, sometimes you got to eat crow when when it's when it happens. I'm willing to say that I was wrong about Trey Young. You just said that because he came and played at UFL no. recently. Yeah, yes. No, because right? okay. I mean the kid the kid came in second, the rookie of the year. I mean it wasn't close. Yeah, he had a great second half of the season. But like, he came in really, second, really the rookie good. of the year in the rookie of the year voting, like ninety seven percent to three. I think yeah, ninety eight to two. 
Yeah, it was it was bad, but I mean, I like DeAndre Hunter. I like Cam Reddish, and I like that uh, Fernando kid from Maryland. Yeah, Bruno Fernando is and phenomenal. Where they where they got him? That's why I feel like they had the best draft. I thought you got two of the stronger wing players in uh, Hunter and Reddish. I think Reddish could potentially be a very very good wing player, especially playing off the ball of. Trey Young and Hunter, I think he could be a knockdown shooter. So I like Reddish. I mean, yeah. out of Moon Township, PA. Shout out to Moon Township. Yeah. Is that where Moon Pies are made? Well, could be. Moon, uh, moon Pies are trash, by the way. Yeah. They're like, I'm glad you didn't argue that because Moon Pies are trash. Yeah. Have Has anybody ever said they're good? I've known plenty of people. I think my dad likes Moon Pies. Well, I'm not going to be disrespectful. I'm then, not, but... I mean, it, people like what they like, but I think they're trash. Right. So... The uh, NBA Award Show was the other night, too. Correct. And uh, before the season started last year, we did a little pick em thing. I think we'll do it again this year. Uh, just It's fun. It's fun to do that. I love we doing really that didn't do bad. Like, for preseason, just complete yeah. shots in the dark. Yeah. I was not mad at how it turned out. So, the MVP of the NBA was Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah, 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 Giannis. Giannis Antetokounmpo. And I don't know if you watched it. Uh, if you watch the highlight of his speech, I love this speech. Uh, I like I like Giannis. I, I think it's he's one of those guys like kind of like Kawhi. Where it's kind of tough not to like him. He plays yeah. hard. He doesn't really run his mouth, and he's fun. He's got a great story. You yes. know, he sent all of his money back his first year. He was literally walking to the games. wasn't yeah. taking taxis or Ubers or driving or whatever. Just a great guy overall. Yeah, hard worker too. So he wins the MVP. And preseason, I was the only one that didn't pick him as the MVP. Correct. Some <laughs> say that he's got game like me, but, you know, that's just what I hear. Yeah, I've, I've heard a lot of people not say that. Yeah. So Not on the court. I'm talking about off the court. John took him, you took him, Tony took him, and my cousin Jerry Lee took him as well. Shout out to all those guys as well. The next one. For being right and beef being wrong. <laughs> the next one, we had Defensive Player of the Year. Yep. That went to Rudy Gobert, the Utah Jazz. Defending Defensive Player of the Year. Yes. As far as he plays defense, and he also is two-time Defensive Player yes. of the Year now. Myself, you, and Jerry Lee all had him as the Defensive Player of the Year. Yep. The next one, Coach of the Year. And I was a little disappointed because one of my favorite shows that I listened to on the way home is called The Drive. Okay. And they were talking about this yesterday. Yeah. And Mark Ennis said Budenholzer. <laughs> Buden. It's Mike Budenholzer. Right. And he's always. Out of everybody getting offended, bro, you really going to get. No, because he's the always same. the stickler for uh, how one guy always pronounces people's names. Yeah. And he said Budenholzer. And I was like, come on, bro. It's Mike Budenholzer. Yeah. He's a great coach, though. Yes. John's the only one that took Budenholzer in the coach of the year. Six man. I'm starting would, to see a theme here, by the way. This is the one that I was surprised that you did not pick because of how high you are on this guy. Right. Lou Williams was six man of the year. Not really that surprising. He's also the defending six man of the year, correct? Yes. This is his third time winning, is that right? I believe so. And I don't think it's back to back to back. I think it's just back to back, right? Yeah, I, I, I'm not even positive it's back to back, but I think it's back to back. Yeah, so Lou Williams from the Clippers wins the Six Man of the Year award. Sweet which, Lou. Yeah, which is still crazy to talk about because they had two players on there, him and Montrez. And Montrez and Lou Williams, cool fact. Yeah. Average the most points for guys off the bench combined. 
39 points a game coming off the bench. That is a pretty cool That's fact. A, they were they averaged the most points combined of two players. And Montrez, in my opinion, could have been in conversation for most improved player as well, too, by the way. Yeah, but I, I think we can both. John was also the only one that got the sixth man of the year award correct. The next one, no Shocker. One, the next one, no one got correct, is the most improved player. But BJ had a pretty good point. Jerry Lee gets a little bit of credit because this guy just happened to overshadow him and play for the same team. He said OG Ananobi. The most improved player was Pascal Siakam yep. for the Raptors. So position-wise, he was correct. Yeah, and even team. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, position-wise, yeah. as far as what role they were playing on that team. Yeah. Uh, Pascal Siakam just had a, a heck of a season. Yeah. And yeah. That might be an understatement of the year. And so what I was He just made himself it. a lot of money. What I was talking about earlier, I wonder how much of it is did he really improve or was it a lot easier to play or if it was a little bit of both of playing with Kawhi? I think it was all three things. I think it was he got a little bit better. The system works really well for what his skill set is, but he also got better. I think he just kind of gained a little bit more confidence, to be honest. I think that's the biggest thing. Which is a lot easier to do when you have somebody like Kawhi that you're playing with because you can take shots. You can take open shots instead of having something that's contested all the time. Yeah, and and I think Lowry being on that team helps build him confidence because he's a pass-first guy. I think Danny Green being on that team and kind of spacing the floor out for him a little bit. And then after Gasol got traded, that is huge, definitely. Did you see Gasol opted back into his contract today? No. He opted in for another year. Dude, he's making a ton of money. I think it was $25 million is what it said. He's not going to make more money anywhere else. Yeah. And if even if he opted out of his contract, they would have paid him less money to come to Toronto. Yeah. So the last one was Rookie of the Year. Um, Jerry Lee was the only one to not get this one right. Uh, Luka Doncic from the Dallas Mavericks. It was a landslide victory for him. Luka's a superstar in the making. I, I mean, I think that guy's going to be a stud, and I don't think anybody's really going to argue with that. Yeah, Luca is a fun player to watch. I think Aiton didn't have a bad season as yeah. who Jerry Lee picked, but uh, yeah, he wasn't in the conversation for. Yeah, it was Trey Young and Luka Doncic, and it really wasn't even anyone else. It was just Luka Doncic. Nope. Like I fell we said, ninety-eight to two. Whenever we were doing that draft last year, and I just kind of looked up some stuff about him, I was like, "This kid is phenomenal." The All Star draft or the original? No, the the original uh, where we traded picks last year, where me, John, and Tony started doing that last year. Yeah. That was when I first started looking up stuff about him. Like, I'd heard his name, but I hadn't really done any research about him. And I started watching him, and I was like, this kid is phenomenal. Well, if you know anything about FC Barcelona, they've got, you know, one of the premier teams over there. So, yeah. playing there since he was 14, a lot of, lot of good credentials on his resume. Yeah. So, the last one, we didn't pick this one, but I just wanted to bring it up because I thought it was a very cool moment when it happened. I think we both actually talked about it. Well, we couldn't have picked this before, by yeah, the way. because I didn't even know this was a th- – yeah, you're right. Because it didn't happen. Yeah, but I wanted to talk about it either way because I, I liked it. Correct. So, the moment of the year went to Derrick Rose uh, with his career-high 50-point game. Shout-out D-Rose. Yeah, shout-out D-Rose. D-Rose made himself some money this year, too. Not necessarily what he was making from the MVP like he did from the MVP, but that guy's going to get paid again. I just love to see him having fun enjoying basketball. He yeah. talked about some dark times where he didn't know if he was going to be able to do it. And, man, for him and his son, it's fun to see him be successful. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad to see him succeed again. Um, Is I, he going to be in Minnesota again next year? I don't think so. Right. I think he's going to make too much money for him to go back there. Not necessarily he's going to make, like, oh, my God, money, but I think he's going to make more than what we would expect him to make there before the season. 
I, I think if he goes to a team that will market him correctly, he'll make money back for that team. But I don't know if he'll be an elite level point guard again. You know, no, what I, mean? I, I agree with you totally. I think he could definitely be like I. I wouldn't mind seeing him in L.A. with the Lakers. I think he could be a great third piece for if he plays like he did last year. Him, A.D., and LeBron. This is going to surprise you. You know where I want to see him? Where you would want to see him? Yeah. Uh, it's going to surprise you. The Sixers. Indiana Pacers. That wouldn't be a bad spot for him to go either. I think take Teague out. I think take Collison out. and I think well, Teague's in Minnesota. Correct. But I'm saying previously Teague was there. You had George Hill there before. Take all these guys out. Um, put Plug him in. And I think that's a fun system to watch. Yeah. I mean, I, I, don't, I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind that at all. Yeah. Hopefully uh, it comes to fruition now that I spoke it into existence. <laughs> I mean, I think wherever he's going to go, it's going to have to be a team that's willing to pay him. Because, like I said, I think he's going to want a little bit more than what he, what he was making before. I'd love to see what the market is for him. Yeah. It, it'll be interesting to see. I think he's going to be in between a max and minimum. I think he's going to be a mid, like a mid-level guy. Yeah, I definitely do not see a max deal. No, if someone pays him max, then they're absolutely out of their mind. Yeah, I, I mean, I could even see him. I don't know though. I just wonder how much they burned him if they, he'll go back there, going back to Chicago. Because I think that could potentially be a good fit for him in Chicago again too. Man, they're going to lose a lot of games though. If if I'm T got or if I'm Rose, sorry, I'm caught up on that. I, I don't go back there. Yeah, I mean, the way they did him was, I mean, again, it's a business. That's what happens in the NBA. But it's like, this guy's giving you everything. It's his hometown. Yeah. I mean, that's why I could see it happening. But I, I agree. I, I don't think they did him that dirty. I think they just, they had to move on. So, we got some questions. Yeah. To the, to the mailbag, we got a decent amount. Shout out to all the people sending questions. I appreciate yes. that a ton. Yes. And hopefully you're enjoying our conversation, and hopefully you're stating your opinion on some of these posts that we're doing on Facebook, as, or yes. you're doing as face, on Facebook currently as well, yes. too. So the first question we got from Matt Talley, who is an avid listener. He comments on a lot of our stuff. Shout out to Matt Talley. Shout out to Matt Talley. His question was, what is the best signature shoe all time slash currently? Yep. So what this means, you're talking about a player shoe. You know, signature means it's a signature line. Yes. And I love this question when he sent yes. it to me. I'm a big shoe fan. And you mentioned to me that my pick might surprise me. So I'm going to let you go first on this. Are you going to go all time or are you going to go current? Let's go Let's go current first and then we'll do all time. Okay. Drop. So who is your current favorite signature line? Uh, LeBron 16s. So you're actually going shoe specific. Okay. Well, I mean, if we're going to go currently, it's going to be LeBron's anyway because LeBron's had my favorite shoes that's come out in the most recent future. I yeah. love I love a lot of LeBron's shoes, the 10s, the 12s, the 13s. I mean, the, a lot of uh, – pretty much everything past the 10s I've liked. LeBron's had some great shoes over. Yeah. LeBron has a great line. My question is on court, off court, or both? Both. Um both, because I have a pair of the Soldier 7s that I love playing in. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of his stuff is also kind of heavy, which we've talked about before. Correct, because it's built for him. Yeah. It's like something Zion would wear, I, yes. would, I would say. 
but uh, off the court as well. I mean, you yep. get, I get compliments on those uh, Arthur shoes, which I'm still sad to say. Correct. Which I don't know if I told you. I took when you take the shoe off, it has the Arthur circle in it, in the in the shoe. Yeah. Which I don't know if I told you that as well. No, I told you about that. You told me they were Arthur shoes, but I'm saying I should have noticed that from the beginning. Yeah, but I mentioned all the details to you about why I don't know it was if that Arthur. Part was mentioned in the not to say that you didn't. But I'm saying I don't know if they said that. Yeah, I don't know if they did, but I remember I told you about it because why it was defined as. Yeah, and you take the shoe off literally on on the insole; it has that circle. Right, and I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" And it was just inspiration. It definitely does to me look like it could have been Toy Story. I'm still story. telling people it's Toy Story. Yeah, because people you... aren't going to do the research. Yeah, and it could be Toy Story in your own mind. So there's Absolutely. nothing wrong with that. I saw Toy Story four, by the way. Yeah, loved it. Terrible. You know, you didn't even watch it. Probably the worst movie ever created in the history of mankind. You know what I did? I watched the back of my eyelids, bro. Yeah, you need to do that now because you're getting cranky for no reason. Give me a Snickers. Shout out to sponsor by Snickers. Yeah, it's like Joe Pesci over here, dude. You need to calm down. Listen, Toy Story is trash. You're an adult. You need to grow up. Okay, you do that, but just just so everybody knows, you need to grow up, Well, I'm not growing up this entire summer because it's the summer of Disney. All right, Andy. Last month was Aladdin. This month it was Toy Story. Next month it's Lion King. What's Andy, like 32 years old in this one? Andy's not even... Look, I'm not you know getting, what I'm saying? You're, you're gonna Come on. Me, you're going to get me to say spoilers, dude, and I'm not going to do it. Okay, don't do it then but if I you don't want to. But I will spoil this way. It is fantastic. Oh, that's it's a real a spoiler. fantastic movie. Yeah, I'm sure. I can't wait to see that. Gosh. When's the, what's the last Toy Story you saw? I don't know. Did you see the second one? I'm sure I've seen all of them. Well, I'm not. a big Toy Story fan. Are you really? I love Toy Story. Do you really? So you just no, I don't really love Toy Story, you, bro. I don't, I don't understand how you don't like Toy Story. Because I don't enjoy kids' movies. It's not a kids' movie. BJ came out when we were kids, and we've grown up with it. You've yes, grown you like up Space with Jam, it. Space Jam, right? I love Space That's Jam. That's a kids' movie. Correct. That's a kids' movie, so you do love kids' movies. I also love Invincible with Vince Papali. And that's a terrible movie. That's a Disney movie. That it's is the greatest the best, Disney movie not, of all time. It's not even the best Eagles Disney movie. Listen. Don't you disrespect? It's not. Oh, Silver a- Linings is a great. Silver Linings what? sucks. What is Silver Linings? Silver Linings Playbook. The movie with Bradley Cooper. Yeah, Bradley I've Cooper. I've never seen that movie. I haven't either, but I just say it I've was heard terrible. It was good, but I've never seen it. Yeah, I've actually the, had a lot of people say it was the, good too, but the best Philadelphia Eagles Disney movie is the garbage picking field goal kicking Philadelphia no. phenomenon with Mr. Tony Danza. It's not bad. That is the best Philadelphia Eagles Disney movie. Tony Danza had his best Changed days dancing. Yeah, he had his best days dancing. He, he's not a true eagle. Um, Vince Papali with my main man, Mark he's Wahlberg. Great. Shout he's out great. to Mark Wahlberg and Wahlbergers. Mark Wahlberg's not a Philadelphia guy. He's a Boston guy. He's an eagle. He's a New England Patriots fan. Off the field. In, he's in, a New England. So how can you even say that? In my heart, he's really Vince Papali. At least Papali. is a season ticket holder for the Eagles. Well, if he wants to donate his tickets to me, I'd be happy. I just to... made that up. I don't know if you remember. <laughs> <laughs> that would be. You know that. Well, I mean, you could have known that, but no, I, I, I didn't know that until he made that up. Fake fact. Fake fact. Fake fact. Fact check. Shout that. out to Joey. Joey used to do that all the time. That's he used hilarious. To say stuff like that, and you'd be like, "Really?" He'd be like, "Oh, fake fact." I was just really like, "Wow!" I never knew that Tony Danza was an Eagles fan. So kind of cool there. <laughs> yeah. So. Brings me to mind, though. I, I would say my as before we get off that tangent. Uh, da, 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 da. Um, I would say my favorite shoe currently is going to surprise you a little bit, but I'm going to go with the PGs. I, I think the PGs are an ultra comfy shoe. The PGs are ultra light. 
Shout out to Zion Williamson for giving them a lot more popularity. 2.5s, right? Any of them. Is that the ones that he was wearing? Yes, 2.5s are the ones he was wearing. They're on the threes now. I kind of like the threes as far as performance a little bit better. Um, You know this. Kyrie's are in that, but the Kyrie fives were not my favorite shoe to play in. I do like them. Tony Hicks mentioned Mm -hmm. that he loved them, and I saw him play in them as well, too. Nike ID pair, which was fire, black and gold. I'm going... Paul George threes. Oh, so you're actually going a certain number. Yeah. Well, it's like we said, if, if we're going currently, that's the one that's current. So, yeah, then I'm going with LeBron 16s then. Yep. All right. So do you want to take your all-time first? Or you- so my all-time first is not going to shock a ton of people. Anybody who knows me knows that I love Iverson. And anybody who knows me knows that I love Iverson shoes. And shout-out to Matt Leffler for enjoying these shoes as well, too. But specifically, I'm going with the Iverson Answer 4s. They're the ones with the zippers on the toe. Probably not the greatest basketball shoe of all time, but I remember playing in them in about sixth grade, roughly, and they ended up doing the job. So that has to be my all-time favorite signature shoe. I still currently have two pairs of them, white, navy, blue, and gray, and white, black, and white. Um, but White, black, and white. Yeah, because I, it was supposed to be white, black, and gray originally, and the retro was white, black, and white, which is very disappointing to me. So wouldn't it just be white and black? color coding is white black and white it's white and black it's deep things get deep with me sorry to interrupt you but are you done with that one now i'm gonna shed a tear because they messed up the color code but yeah okay i'll pass it over to you bro go ahead my next one or my all-time favorite i'm just signature shoe yeah i thought i was gonna surprise you but you guessed it you pulled a you pulled a beef on this one man and you called it out before and i was a little upset that you knew it Oh, my second guess. Let's let's no, admit. No, that was the first guess. No, I guessed the other night. Remember? I don't. Sarcastically, I said Adidas Kobe's, but that oh, was yeah. technically my I, first see, I guess. I figured you were being uh, yeah. sarcastic because you know that I hate Adidas and you know I hate Kobe. Yeah. Shout out to UK, your favorite team of all time. Why would you say that? Well, you said they were the best team. That's why I said that. Pick, no, remember? Oh, yeah, that's right. So, my favorite signature shoe all time. The Dada Supreme C-Dubs. Dude. Classic. So shoot. sick, dude. Mm-hmm. I remember when Chris Weber wore them in the All-Star game and everyone's head exploded because they were like, what are these? Black and chrome, right? Yes. Black and black, silver. Black and chrome. Uh, Sharpie had them. Sharpie. Sharpie had them, dude. Sharpie had all the shoes. Shout out day. to Sharpie. Sharpie still has a fun shoe game. He, he wears some stuff that you don't he see every day. He off the wall stuff. Yeah, he has what he likes. That's what I love about Sharpie's shoe game. But if you don't know these shoes, get to know them because they're dope shoes. The other thing, story behind them. Anybody who was younger and was not what they consider a sneakerhead but a fan of shoes, you used to get the East Bay catalogs, right? Yeah. And I still remember when they hit 1999 in East Bay, and I literally had like one of 13 colors, and it was like red and silver. Blue and silver, black and like silver, green and blue. Like they had like green Dude. and orange. They had like every color way you could think. The premiums were ultra fire as well too. They had like a beige and then like a wood grain on the side. It was like a cherry red wood grain. I think I remember. Oh those. my goodness, great! Shoot. But you got to go with the OGs though. The black with the chrome. Black and chrome are definitely the most notable. And then I know you remember the next shoe that came out for Dada. 
The spree while the spinners? The sprees, bro. Correct. The sprees, dude. When you take a step, the spinner would spin. So dope. I saw a couple of those spinners come out and keep on spinning. <laughs> yeah, spinning down the road. Shout out 3-6 Mafia. Yeah, I ride spinners. All right, so our next question. Yes. comes from uh, a guy I've never, I've never met before, Daniel Grimes. Mm-hmm. I've never – you ever heard of Don't him? Don't recall. Nope. Never heard of him. His question, what's – Y'all's opinion on co-ed softball. He also goes on the right. Shout out Jeff Smith Marathon and shout out BJ Cato for slinging them spline splitters. <laughs> Classic right there. So, um, I'm going to go ahead and give my thoughts on it. I love co-ed softball. It's the only softball that I play. Okay. Because I'm competitive, but I'm also not as try hard as a lot of men's softball so that is that is my thing on it well let me give you a little bit of a hot take of the day then first and foremost i would like to say this is all allegedly since d loves that word and that's his favorite word but allegedly softball is a girl's sport that is that is false well you can say whatever you want but officially it's a girl's sport so if you're going to play it then yes, it needs to be co-ed. Also, the eye candy involved with co-ed it's, softball is would take it much stick, more dude. enjoyable than what it is. You need to, to grow up. Yeah, so I'm just saying, if there is such a thing as good softball, it's either all women softball or it's potentially co-ed softball because every once in a while you get somebody getting hit, you know, some entertainment value. I got hit last year. Yeah. I was coaching first. My buddy Lee was up the bat. Was you were coaching the, first and got ba- hit. Basically, what happened was is uh, I got out at first, so I stood over there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's basically power move. Yeah, and he hit the ball and it hit me like I smacked it down because it was going to hit me in the stomach. Yeah, and, in the jejunum. Yeah, I did that Aaron Donald like swim move, dude, Ooh. and it smacked it right into my hamstring. Yeah. Hey, my dad was a golf coach once, and somebody hit him with a golf ball. It didn't end too well either. He got mad. Um, I think he was probably pretty upset. I'd have to ask him about it. I wasn't there, but I'm sure he was probably pretty angry well, with the individual. I was just mean what you meant by it didn't end well. Like, he got mad at him? Oh, uh, like, just, you hurt. know, typically golf balls win the war of golf ball <laughs> versus human. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so I'd so say shout out to co-ed softball. So you're, you're, you're in on co-ed softball? I'm in on it. I prefer women's softball. I'm okay with co-ed softball. You won't catch me on a softball field. I kind of want to see you play some type of sport like that. Like, even if it's wiffle ball, I just want to see what type of talent you have. Oh, highly skilled. Highly skilled individual. I don't believe you. Have you not seen my pitching stance? I mean, you want to talk about, like, uh, what's his name, Bumgarner? You're like Randy Johnson. Stan Gardner? What's the New York Mets guy? What's the New York Mets You had it correct the first time. Bumgarner? It's Bumgarner. Yeah, but is it Bumgarner? Yes. The Thor-looking dude with the long hair, tall. Yeah, okay, yeah, that is me. He's a lefty, though, right? Yeah. Okay, so I'm not a lefty. But that stylistically wise, you know, some would say I throw like him. I've had many of, uh, um, you know, those games where you guess your speed. You know, I'm throwing mid-60s. So are, are you like him? Do you get mad when, when someone celebrates when they hit a home run off you? Oh, you think I'm happy? No, we're no, fighting, like, bro. I mean, so do you talk crap to somebody if they celebrate? Oh, dude. Always. He got mad at some guy. Did you hear what the guy said to him? No. Hey, if you don't want me to celebrate hitting a home run, then don't. go get the ball out of the ocean. Oh. <laughs> okay. That's yeah. decent. You don't want me to celebrate, then go get the ball out of the ocean. So did he. 
No. Okay. He didn't. He just yeah. got upset about him celebrating. I didn't assume so. But, hey, maybe he's a good swimmer, too. I, I feel like he's a surf dude, so maybe he could get that later on in the day. Maybe. I I would personally go get it, and then I would ship it to his house. You know, it'd probably be a good story. Maybe. Yeah. So the next one comes from another avid listener, which would be your pops. Shout out to the pops. You want to read this one? Uh, you can read it, because I don't know how to read Fair enough. Your words, not mine. Yeah. Do the high salaries that pro athletes receive create a false sense of hope and lead families to place too much of an emphasis on young people playing sports? Yeah. So to summarize that, I think he's saying are are parents pushing their kids to get too deep into sports when at one point in time it was for the love of the game and competition? And I'll answer this one first, and I'll say – a wishy-washy answer, wishy-washy answer of yes and no. I think, in my opinion, if you're a kid and you love playing sports, your goal should be the best to be the best out there. And I think sometimes we get caught up in this bubble of looking at local people around us. And I can say this from experience. You know, you think you're great. You don't understand how many people are out there outworking you. So I think parents can help a kid get better, and it can help them in the long run. I do not like parents who look at their kids as a paycheck. I think parents who live their life through their kids as well, too. I do understand that, but that's kind of disappointing to see. No, he he was a football player. He wasn't a basketball player. LeVar Ball? Yeah. You didn't know that? LeVar Ball definitely lives through his sons. LeVar Ball was a football player, though, not a basketball player. Professional athlete. LeVar Ball lives through his sons, Def- definitely. I think he, he takes a lot of the heat for his sons. and I think He takes done. the heat that he puts out there. Now, the one I'll say is I don't agree with the stuff that happened the other day. I won't go into too much detail, but I, that one I actually don't think that he meant it the way that people say he did. Yeah, we mentioned it last episode. He was just trying to switch lanes. Bro. Yeah, I really don't think that he meant it that way. I think even if he did, that's not inappropriate. But, I mean, I don't know. I mean, if he yeah. meant it that way, then I do think it is. You don't say it to another man's wife, I, but I don't think he meant it that way. I agree. You don't say that to another man's wife, but I, I don't. I think it was like comical. I don't think it was like he was actually insinuating that. Hey, you know, just so you know, this is an option for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my question is: Does Jalen Rose, Matt Barnes, him? Does he pull up and and give him the old I think Derek it's over. Fisher two? I think the whole thing's over. To be honest with you. Yeah. Because, I mean, they pretty much said he's not coming on ESPN anymore. Yeah, we'll see if that's yeah. true or not. And sad to hear. So I say you fire Molly Karam in that situation, and then they get a huge lawsuit and lose a lot of money. <laughs> but anyways, uh, yes and no. So hate hate to see kids have that situation. Love to see kids get better and do what they love. What's your opinion on it? I'm going the same answer, but I'm gonna my answer is going to be different. So yes and no. Wishy-washy. Yes, because the reason I'm going to say this is because I don't think that... I don't think kids playing sports has changed on their parents pushing them into it. I think it's always been that way. I think parents have always pushed them into it. It's just they're for different factors now. Whereas now it's because of the money and there's more money in sports. Whereas before it was, well, like the Uncle Rico effect from Napoleon Dynamite. You know, if Coach would have put me in, we would have taken state... They want their kids to do that. Right. And that was kind of what it was when we were kids, is, there, is them living through their kid and just being a, a, a famous athlete or something like that because they couldn't do it. Yeah. 
I don't know. I think a lot of parents honestly want their kids to be active, and I think sports are a great way to do that. I, I wouldn't say that my parents ever pushed me to play any sports. Yeah. I think it was just kind of understood that that was fun, and they definitely suggested it to me, and I played all sports when I was younger. I still remember the day I quit baseball, and they never pushed me to play it again. So each parent is different, I guess. Yeah, yeah I mean, my dad didn't push me to play any sports either. Yeah, I loved it. I mean, that's what I, I that's wanted just, to yeah, do. Yeah, that was just what I wanted to do. But um, I wanted to collect tech decks. I wanted to collect Ferraris and Hot Wheels cars. I wanted to play the drums. I wanted to play in the creek, and I wanted to play sports. Oh, BMX bike as well, too. Basketball hey. cards? Basketball cards, yes. Um, but it was actually more MLB showdown cards for a long period of time as well, okay. too. I was a pretty good MLB showdown player. But shout out to peanut brandon kippis we used to bmx together when we were younger and i'm just telling you we had pretty sick setup nice yeah so the next two questions we have comes from john adams graduated with me at portland shout out to john got two food questions finally something off off the beaten path here not sports yeah something we want i love it first one and i love food so do i i'm gonna go with this one first what is your favorite movie snack? So, for me, I'm assuming you're asking me, not a fan of going to movies, if you couldn't tell. You're paying a ridiculous amount of money. You're watching it on a screen when you can be watching it at home. Much more comfortable environment at home. So, what I'm doing is the power move of all power moves. If I am going to a movie theater, which I have not done in about... Actually, the last movie I saw in the movie theater was a Simpsons movie. Jeez. Yeah. Of all movies to see, though, that's the one you saw. Oh, what is that supposed to mean? Uh, exactly what I said. Of all movies that you could have seen, that's the one that you saw. That's a great movie, first of all. Second of all, it's got the Carpenter song in there. And, you know, this is, rumor has it, but I could have potentially stood up and sang that song to the audience as well, you didn't too. Do that. Uh, I'm just saying, rumor has it. So, that, what, that what could snack have happened. did you eat when you were there? No, forget that. I didn't have a snack in there. What the power move is, is you get yourself a nice little burrito from Cadoba. And well, that's, you, not, that's, that's fine. So, yeah. your, so, your movie snack is then a burrito from Cadoba. Listen, man, let me say it how I want to say it. You smuggle, it, it makes it a lot more sexier when I say it this way. You you got to go get the burrito. You get the burrito how you want it. You do it up just the way you want it. You hide it in that little silver so shiny aluminum foil. Tell us what you're going to your burrito. Okay, it's this is easy because, first of all, you're starting off with the cilantro lime rice. You're not going with that brown rice that, you know. That I get every time. Exactly. I didn't have anything else positive to say about it. So, <laughs> cilantro lime rice. Are you rice. going with regular wrap or wheat wrap? Personally, I'm going with the regular. I, I like a corn tortilla better when I'm doing tacos and stuff. I don't know if Cadoba has that. I go with the wheat because the regular one sticks to your teeth too much. Not because mm. it's not good. It's just it sticks to your mouth too well, much. Well, in all honesty, I, I get the naked burrito because I like to live Fair my enough. life naked. And that's one way Naked to do it. Afraid. Yep. But, well, not the afraid part so much. But, so, yeah, normally I don't get it. But when you're smuggling burritos into movie theaters, you need that wrap because it makes life a lot easier. Yes. And then, second of all, protein, I'm going with steak. The steak at Cadoba is by far the best. Chipotle has good steak. Moe's has terrible steak. <laughs> but Cadoba <laughs> has phenomenal steak. 
First, the, first off, can we yeah. say the name correctly? Kadoba. It's Kudoba. No, it's Kadoba. It's not Kadoba. I mean, you, I correct you on NBA names. You can correct me on food. I'm sticking to Kadoba. It's Kudoba. Well, there's a Q there, yeah. but to me, it's like Kadoba. Haven't you ever heard the commercials? No, I don't think I have. If I'm being honest, it's Kudoba. Well, okay. Well, I'll say Qdoba when they tell me it's Qdoba. See, there it is. It sounds right when you say it that way. No, Qdoba. And I'm going to be honest with you, dude. What? I've, I've never me. tried the steak there. I, not because I don't like steak. I just always get the chicken. Okay. Chicken's pretty good. Yeah. It is seasoned well. Yeah. I mean, I've had the ground beef there. I had the pulled whatever meat. Yeah. I'm guessing pork probably. I think it is pulled pork, yeah. And then, um, well, do they have something else? I'm trying to think. No, I think it's the, okay. I think it's the only three. No, okay. they brisket. Yeah, brisket. was. Brisket. So that's not the pulled. That's the brisket, yeah, right? The brisket, brisket is the pulled version, which shout out to Marvin Skaggs, my good buddy at the fireworks store, brought me some barbecue today, which is pulled and smoked and delicious. Nice. So, yeah, look forward to that here soon. But then you get the, first of all, you got to go with the standard sour cream and cheese. Can't go wrong with that. I'm right there with you. Second of all, you go with corn salsa. You go pico de gallo, not got gallo. Pico de gallo. Yeah, pico de gallo. And then I just recently had a mind-blowing experience where I was told, you know those grilled onions and veggies? Oh, yeah, the fajita, the fajita mix. Yeah, I thought that cost extra money. No. And me being me, I'm a little bit of on the cheap side of things, and so I had never put that on there. But from now on, oh, I'm getting some of that. I'm getting some of that for show. For show. Yeah. So what are I mean, you asked me that question. Am, am I far off? What what tweaks what and I changes? Get? Yeah. And then oh, obviously uh, the question so my what's burrito, your I go wheat tortilla. Right. I go brown Chicken, rice. Brown rice. Oh man. Listen. Chicken. I don't I go no beans. Have you tried the cilantro lime rice? Yeah, I like it. Oh I no do. beans. I forgot no yeah, beans. I is go right no too. beans. I yeah. think the beans kinda overpower it. Which hey, if I got a beef Listen, Cadoba. If I order no beans, you better double up my rice, bro. Don't just be chintzy on the rice when I'm or getting no up, beans. Or double up the meat. Well, the meat's a little bit more expensive. I understand from a business perspective. Rice and beans are a fair trade, in my opinion. Fair enough. Yeah. So I go fair trade wheat, act of 1972. Tortilla, uh, chicken, double oh. queso. Double queso. Is that double charge? No. Most of them are just like, all right, cool. Right, hook Throw it up it on there. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna throw that on there oh, for yeah, you. Oh, absolutely. Just say, hey, can I get extra queso? Don't say double, because then they probably will try. Just say, hey, can yeah. I get some more queso? Hey, heavy on the queso, bro. Yeah, no, just say it regularly. Hey, bro. Then they'll probably charge you if you say it like that. Yeah. And then I go shredded cheese, right? As well. So I go queso, shredded cheese, lettuce. Oh, lettuce on a burrito? Absolutely. That's intriguing to me. Taco strips. Adds a little bit of a crunch. Yeah, you must like those Frito burritos from Taco Bell. No, because these taco strips literally just taste like they're chips. It's literally just their chips cut in strips. Yeah. It adds a little bit texture. of a crunch to it. Yes, Correct. texture. Listen, I'm a professional in this world. Sour cream. That's it. Okay. So I'm, I'm a simple guy as well. Like it, right. And that's the thing. is. Like, well, I think we say simple. That's pretty no, that's elaborate. Pretty, that's pretty simple. Well, what else can you get there? What are we missing? The, I like I didn't get the fajita mix. I didn't get any of the corn salsa. I didn't get any oh. Yeah. No I, no get, salsa verde. Yeah, I also only get their regular queso. Yeah. I don't get their Yeah, me too, bro. I don't get their Listen, queso diablo. Get this buffalo queso out of my face. Queso diablo. Get the queso diablo out of my face. <laughs> get the no. 
I don't want any part of but it. But back to the original question, since you took us off on a tangent again. Right. That's what I do best. Bro, if you don't get a large popcorn with extra butter on it, then get the heck out of the movie theater. Okay. I'm already because, out of there. dude, I'm straight up. You want me to tell you something, though? I'm going to let you have your shine. Kettle corn is way better than regular no, popcorn. Ten no. times better. You're not letting me have my shine when you bring that garbage to the table. Kettle corn's the only corn option. Is not better than movie theater popcorn with extra butter. Beg to get, disagree, you, my friend. You are absolutely out of your mind. Okay, continue on, and I'm going to teach you a lesson That's in all popcorn I really need 101. To say is okay, let me tell you how I make my kettle corn then, and I'm going to drop some knowledge on you, brother. So, You've told me this before. Well, I think the listeners need to hear so they can drop some knowledge on them. So I can drop some knowledge on them, excuse me. They're not probably dropping knowledge on themselves. So what you do is you melt a little bit of butter. You put a little bit of that butter on there. You get a little bit of the bacon bits. You put a little bit of the bacon bits on there. You get some shredded Parmesan, like real cheese. You put some of that on there. You get some grated Parmesan. You put a little bit of that on there. You give it a good solid shake for about 30 seconds. Sauce that bad boy up. And you finish off with some hot sauce. You got the sweetness of the kettle corn. You got the saltiness of the cheese. You've got the savoriness of delicious ingredients. And you have the spiciness of the hot sauce. So what kettle corn do you buy? What brand? None. You know, I get whatever's cheapest, surprisingly (laughs) enough. It's not surprising. Yeah, at all. sometimes it's the Meyer brand. Sometimes it's the Kroger brand. Every once in a while, you get lucky and get some Warville Redenbacher. I yeah. think that's the name of it. Yeah, but I do hear people say movie popcorn is much better than making at your house. To eat your own kettle corn's the way to go. Yes. So. All right. So the next question also comes from John Adams. What is the best place? To get a sandwich in Louisville. Are you wanting me to go first on this one? You go first. I, I just want to start this off with saying, John, I apologize. You know what I'm saying? Because you asked some great questions, and I've been extremely rude in my answers. But unfortunately, I'm going to have to continue on. So what I want to say to John is, John, don't get a sandwich in, in uh, Louisville. No, don't listen to this because I have a great answer. John, this. don't listen to Brandon. I, I, what I want you to do, John, I want you to go to the grocery store. And, John, get yourself a Jesus. nice loaf of bread. You know, get get you some honey oat. Get you some nine-grain wheat. Get you some sourdough. You know, get 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 crazy with it. And then take you. I can't you, believe I'm letting this happen. Listen, you shut your mouth and you let me finish. Is, is, is he going to get this from a Louisville grocery store at least? I would do Southern Indiana. But if he has the to do it in Louisville. Louisville. It's not Southern Indiana. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. If I'm forced to say Louisville, then I guess, you know, go to the Portland Kroger. You're going to see some interesting sites as well, too. You watch them out by Portland. I'm just saying, if you want to people watch, I've sold many of shoes there, and it gets a little sketchy in the parking lot there. Um, get you a little bit of mayonnaise. Get you a little bit of mustard. Get you a beautiful, delicious, fresh-cut cheese. And then finish it off with your meat of choice. And go to town, John. So sorry so, for the inconvenience. Make it yourself. So you literally just told the dude to make a sandwich. Well, I gave him the That's recipe the worst for it. No, I heard. gave him a recipe for That's it. That's the worst answer I've ever heard. Okay. Well, let's hear your answer because it might be even worse, bro. It's not. Okay. Because I'm giving an answer. Oh, here. Those, those, if they don't sponsor us, it doesn't count. I, dude, I might be able to work on a sponsorship from this place. Well, let's find I'm glad you okay. brought that up because well, I would love to be sponsored by this place. We'll take sponsorships in Delhi. So my meet. answer. Okay. 
Galan's Meat Market in Delhi. Galan. Shout out to Galan's. 2801 West Market Street, down in the Portland neighborhood. Opened up, and I was on the news because they had their grand opening on the news. Got a gift card from them. Dude, so you're they, famous? Kind of. Huh? They have an Italian sandwich. Ooh. Fire, dude. Better than Arby's? Uh, I haven't been to Arby's in a little bit. You should have just said yes. I was trying to give you an easy setup. I, I've never had the Italian sandwich from Arby's. For good reason. Uh, they have the meats. But I get Hawaiian rolls, mm. their Italian sandwich, mm. pepper jack cheese. Oh, a little bit of spiciness. A little bit of lettuce and a little bit of mustard. Okay, I'll take one. Fire, dude. You can get that. A bag of chips and a drink. You're out of the door for like five bucks, six bucks. It's not bad. You know what my beef with sandwiches? Can I tell you something too? It's something you can make at home. Well, yeah. A lot I, of people I, get pissed about that. That but. wasn't what I was going with. I do think of like Italian food that way as well too with pastas and stuff. Yeah. That frustrates me very heavily. The sides. When yeah. you get a sandwich, I don't want to have to get chips and a drink, which if you are getting chips, have you ever had the purple bag of Grippos? The the onion chips? Yeah. No, I haven't, but I've heard Bro. good things. Oh, my goodness. I had an employee the other day shout out to Paul Ballinger. He brought some in and made me try some. I'm like, ah, yeah, this is going to be. And I've, I, heard, I've heard good things. Dude, I ate one. He said they only make them in the small bags and only a couple places have them. But I'm not much of a chip guy besides, you know, what did I have that one day? Steak and onion. Ste- Dude, those were Woo! fire. Woo! Meyer steak and onion. Can't go wrong with those. But, yeah. So that's my complaint about sandwiches. I'll I'll go ahead and give another answer since you don't want to give another answer. I gave a good answer. Cheesesteak from Danny Max. Ooh. I'm going to ask you one question. It's the question I always. It's called cheesesteak. If they say Philly cheesesteak. It's called Danny Max cheesesteak. You promise me. I made sure I looked at the menu just so I could say, hey, you need to come to this place and try their cheesesteak because it does yeah. not say Philly cheesesteak. Listen to all you places out there making a cheesesteak. Don't put Philly cheesesteak on there if it's not a Philly cheesesteak, you disrespectful people. <laughs> so we need to go to Danny Max. A, because their calzones are fire. Yeah. B, their cheesesteak like cheese is fire. I love cheesesteaks. C, their pizza is fire. I had a chicken, big- bacon, chicken bacon ranch pizza from there. Fire. Oh, that's interesting choice of pizza, but I could dig it. And for and D, Quattro. which should be number one. Numero uno. Their crack sticks are unbelievable. What's their, a crack stick? Their bread sticks. Okay. Phenomenal, dude. Yeah? Phenomenal. I'll give some crack sticks a try. You know, I mean, yeah. you never lived until you had some crack sticks. Absolutely. So, I'll give you two answers since BJ gives you none. I gave a good answer. I'm Galons, sorry, John. Try Galans if you want a cheaper one. Uh, if you want to go over, have a nice little sit down and get a good sandwich and some pizza, go to Danny Max at Melwood Art Center. John, what I want to say to you is on, on your anniversary or on the day that you met your girlfriend or whatever. He's married. Significant other. Well, listen, we, this doesn't have to only be directed to John. You you make that woman a nice, beautiful sandwich, and you cut it into a heart. And nothing says that you love this woman more than cutting that sandwich into a heart. If she doesn't like the crust, chop that crust off for her, John. Can you do that at Danny Max or... Galans? No. Well, Danny Max Philly, or I'm sorry, their cheesesteak is yeah. on a hoagie bun. So of course. there's no crust on it. Well, the hoagie buns kind of got a little bit of a crust. If you're doing it right, you got a little, like, you should be able to knock on it. What? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm just listening to what you're saying. French here. bread is the correct bread. Sorry, French bread, whatever it is. Yeah, hoagie bun, French bread. On to the next question. I'm highly offended, but I guess we can. I said I said it looks the same, doesn't taste the same because French bread is definitely better. Man, they're all good. I'm not. I love bread. Yeah, I love bread probably too much. I yeah. I don't know if there is a too much, but I I I love a lot of bread, and I like a lot of butter on it, and it's very unhealthy, and <laughs> I love that. So, the last question we got was from a former guest as well, just like we had Daniel on before as well. John Iacono. Shout out to John. Shout out to John. We'll have John on again here pretty soon because we got to talk about the ACC and the NBA as well. You know, he brings a little bit of everything. John is a very knowledgeable gentleman. Yes. So, our last question, we were just talking about the NBA draft, and he gives us an NBA draft question. And it was a setup. It definitely was. And I love that. Who will have the better pro career? And he gives us three different comparisons. So do you want me to just read it and then we'll talk about that one? Or should we read all three and then talk about them in order? I think we do them one by one. The first one we should do is on the list. We've got Kobe White and then we've got... um, What's Garland's first name? Why did I just go blank? Darius. Darius. I'm having a rough evening of <laughs> not sleeping. Yeah, so Kobe White against Darius Garland. Thank you, and, and I John apologize. John threw this one in there because he knew that you would have the UNC love for, for Kobe White, but you also have the love for Darius Garland because your Cavaliers drafted him. And this is true, and this is unfortunately why it's going to be a bailout answer. That is not going to be a bailout answer. So the question is, who's going to have a better pro career? And my answer to that is going to be, is it going to be statistically? Is it going to be longevity of career? Is it going to be all-star appearances? What is the defining factor? What do you consider what you consider being the better career? So to me, I'd like to see wins. I'd yeah. like to be on a winning team, but I think you need to have an integral part of that winning team. Yeah. I don't think it's solely defined by stats. And the problem with my definition is that Neither of these teams are looking like they're going to be that in the near future. (laughs) So what I'm going to say is I think Kobe White's game translates to the NBA level better than Garland's. Kobe White is an elite scorer. Kobe White is a phenomenal player. Kobe White is going to get eaten alive on the defensive end. So I'm hoping that Garland steps in and helps Sexton play a lot of great defense, turns the ball over, gets some easy buckets on the fast break end. Final answer, I'm going Kobe White. All right. So, I am also going to go with Kobe White. I think Kobe White is the second best point guard prospect. I said that earlier. I think Kobe White is uh, going to be a very good NBA player. I like Garland, but I don't think he's going to be a better NBA player. Long story short. Yeah. Garland should be a great player. Hopefully, he's healthy. Yeah. The next two are definitely a lot tougher for me. So, the next one, we have Cam Reddish versus DeAndre Hunter. Yeah. So I'll take this one first, since you just answered that one first. Cam you sure Reddish, it's not R.J. Hunter? Huh? What? No, it's not R.J. Hunter okay. from Georgia State. I didn't know. So Shout out to R.J. Hunter. Cam Reddish, I think, could potentially be a superstar. Uh, I think his outside shooting and his length and height definitely help him. Um, but DeAndre Hunter, I think, is it, DeAndre Hunter is going to be my answer in this one because I think out of the two, DeAndre Hunter has the higher ceiling. I think I told you last week I thought DeAndre Hunter could be at his ceiling a uh, Kawhi Leonard and at his floor I feel like an Otto Porter. Yeah. 
and which isn't a bad assessment yeah. in my opinion because I think both those guys are actually pretty good. Yeah, and yeah, especially Kawhi, he's pretty. Yeah, he's pretty good. Well, he's pretty I, I great. Think the thing with DeAndre Hunter, he's not going to lose you games. He's very fundamentally sound. Doesn't he? Doesn't talk much. He doesn't. Right. He, He's just not going to lose you games, and he can score from all three levels. He's never going to be a guy yeah. you have to tell to work harder. He's yes. going to be working harder than most people in the gym. Played in a great defensive scheme in, at Virginia, so he already knows how to play defense. Yep. I, I, I'm taking DeAndre Hunter in this one, but I think Cam Reddish is also going to be a really good pro. And I'm going to take the opposite side of that coin. So I think the NBA game is not about – steady consistency it's about what you can do on any given night and i think cam reddish has the potential to score 40 on any given night so i don't think cam reddish is going to be a participant in a lot of great winning teams even though he's not the same style of player i think of a guy like a zach levine level where he's kind of on that tier of being somebody who could be a potential superstar but not there yet um I, i think cam reddish is a guy who i've got a high ceiling for yeah and I agree with you as well. I think Cam Reddish could potentially be the best player that comes out of those three. You know what I'm worried about? What's that? Cam Reddish is not the most fleet of foot. Yeah. And I watched him in high school, and there was a lot of guys who were faster than him at high school. And I watched him at college, and he got a little bit quicker, and he looked like he was moving more smoothly. But it's like you said, his height and size is phenomenal. So yeah. hopefully that translates. He can shoot it from deep. Um, you know, I don't want to bring up a sore wound. Yeah, or we anything, don't need. We can but move on. If we I remember correctly, that U of L game was pretty impressive. So. We can move forward. Yeah, okay. I'm just saying. The last one, we have Jackson Hayes, and I can't remember his first name. Mafondu. Mafondu. I don't know if that's right, but I think it is. Cabin Jelly from Florida State. Cabin Gelly. Cabin Gelly. Yeah, Cabin Jelly. I'm calling him Cabin Jelly because you wouldn't change how you say Qdoba. Jelly fam. Cabin Jelly. Yeah. Which, to me, these guys are both major projects. And uh, Hayes was not a guy who a lot of people even looked at before this year. If you remember correctly, I mentioned the Texas game multiple against North Carolina, obviously, multiple times this year, and I got to watch him firsthand. I think he's a great rim protector. I think he has no offensive skill whatsoever. He's going to be a guy who's going to catch lobs. He's going to get offensive rebounds, and he's going to block shots. So Cabin Gelly is the polar opposite. Cabin Gelly has a pretty polished offensive game. He does not meet many shots that he does not like. I think initially Cabin Gelly will have the quicker start to his career because I think he can get some minutes, but I think overall Hayes will be a piece of more what you see in the NBA. I look at him like a Capella. I look at him like a um, – who else is in that category? They can kind of switch one through five. Yeah. It's not going to be great, but, yeah, I, I think Hayes is the correct answer. Well, I'm glad he did this because I no secret – um, I'm going the opposite way. I've been huge on him ever since I saw him play earlier in the ACC, um, kind of when he hit his spark. And Kevin Jelly's my answer. I love I love the fan. First of all, he has a great bloodline, his uncle being Dikembe Mutombo. Dikembe? I said Dikembe Mutombo. Okay. Okay, Dikembe. Dikembe Mutombo. Mafondu was correct, by the way. Good call. Thank you. Does it, does it give a pronunciation on his last name? Kevin Gelly. No, it doesn't. I'm just telling you. Pull up his Wikipedia. It'll tell you how to say his last name. Listen, I don't use Wikipedia, and Wikipedia is down 
for the night. Okay, so Cabin Gelly is the correct answer. Uh, also, by the way, just a little uh, somewhat of breaking news. I don't know if it means anything because it normally doesn't. Kevin Durant sells home in California, buys one in New York. And he declined his $31.5 million player option. Yeah, that, was, that also. Uh, and shout-out to Jose Altador. Who the heck is that? That's what I thought, bro. Is it a soccer player? See, you knew deep down inside. You're, I yeah, was just closet, surprised that hey, you brought it up. Hey, man, closet soccer fan? It's okay. You can tell. No, no nobody's listening. Shh, nobody's no, listening. I'm definitely a hater. C- closet but soccer fan. Cabin Jelly is my answer. Okay. I think Cabin Jelly is. Uh, he has. He's a better. He's a better offensively. Where Jackson Hayes is better defensively, and this is an offensive game. If you say Cabin Jelly one more time, I'm, I'm going to lose my said, mind up in here. You said up in here like forty times. Well, but it's so because I, have to match it. I genuinely thought that was the correct pronunciation. I'm just saying, like, you can't change bad habits in one well, day. Well, see, I'm not going to get mad at you because my buddy Steve also says El Napel. Shout out to Steve. It's not El Napel. Well, Napel is N-O-P-A-L, so I'm not sure how he can it's get El that Nepal. mistaken. Yeah, but that's, do you understand my spelling? Like, I'm not sure how he could mistake that. I don't either, but that's... That's okay. another one. It, this must be something with Mexican restaurants. I, I just want to say to all my Hispanic listeners, I do love you, and I don't want this to be a thing like the Asians. Well, with, no, I'm saying uh, yes, that's you all, all saying. can't pronounce them correctly. Well, okay. I'm obviously pronouncing them correctly. You all are not. Okay. So it sounds like you all need to be the ones that check yourself before you wreck yourself. Listen, I spend a lot of money in those establishments, and I'm very grateful for so, them. So have I. So, I love Mexican food. And I'm also a king of making tacos. And I don't Yokiero Taco Bell, my brother. Let me ask you a question. What? Taco or burrito? Which one's better? Yeah, we already went over this on here. Yeah, it's burritos. Thank you for the Burr, answer. Wrong answer. Burritos. Ta- All right, so moving on. Taquitos are trash, too, if I can throw that in. Taquitos? Yeah. Trash. I, mean, I, could, I, could, I mean, I could take them or leave them. Listen, if Taco Bell brings out the road tacos again and you order them, you're not. I, I we, do, when's the last time you've seen me go to Taco Bell? Well, have you, actually, have you ever seen me eat Taco Bell? You want me to tell you this dirty little secret? What's that? I went there a couple of weeks ago. And here's the thing, man. That's what? That's one thing that I've always felt like I was different with people in this area. Yeah? People in this area worship the ground that Taco Bell's built on. They like dog meat. And here's the thing. I don't dislike Taco Bell. Yeah. but dude, uh, It sounds like it. No, I actually like Taco Bell. I just have to be in the mood for it. But when I eat it, I'm like, man, this is good. But it's not something that I crave. If they sponsored us, would you like it? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Good absolutely. answer. I eat it all the time. I, I would be the number one Taco Bell fan in the world. <laughs> but I like Taco Bell. But there's there's people like fast, favorite fast food restaurant. Taco Bell, no question. Like, <sighs> really, dude? Well, and the, all the choices you could pick, and you pick Taco Bell. You know what blows me away? What's People that? talk about how cheap it is, dude. You can get. <laughs> it's never been cheap for me. You can. I do it very strategically. You know, I go in there with a mission. The other night, I was leaving here. It was eleven something. I said, I need some food. I need some food ASAP. So I went to the Bell and got two of the beefy Fritos burritos, and that okay. I fell asleep during the second burrito. That's it's how not that good. No, that's how tired I was. Oh, yeah. And I woke up to it being all over me. <laughs> so it wasn't very enjoyable. But, it, I mean. See, if I'm getting a burrito from there, I'm getting a potato griller. Yeah. Those are It's just so bang for good. your buck. I paid $2.12 for two beefy Fritos burritos. Yeah, it's better. And I do remember that because I do remember my purchases. 
All right, so moving forward. Which, hey, I told you I got some St. Louis Blues AM97s. I also got some Chicago 10s the other day. I also got some NYC 10s the other day. And I also got some Kobe 10s the other day. I'm on a 10 kick right now. I don't know why. Fair enough. Yeah. So we're moving to power moves. Power moves. You want to go first or you want me to go first? Well, that might have been my power move right there being on a 10 kick. But my power move will go first because – we yes, that's my answer. We talked about the big three earlier today, and I told you I, I love watching the big three, and I watched it the other night. And I see a guy, and I'm scratching my head, going, "Is this who I think it is?" And it's Mike Bibby, and Mike Bibby is on a couple of stacks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he's, he's on the roids, hot and heavy. No, he's definitely got back knee. Oh my goodness! The crazy thing is, he's I don't honestly don't think he's on the roids i think he just works like a dog in the gym but they were talking about on big three and and saying his playing weight was like 209 and currently he's like 215 let me just tell you there's no way this dude if i were to give him an extra large t-shirt he couldn't fit in it this dude has bigger pecs and bigger biceps than anybody i've ever seen besides ladrell whitehead shout out to ladrell whitehead but it blew me away so power move is mike bibby Formerly, no, I wouldn't say he was ever a skinny guard. Would you say he was ever a skinny guard? Uh, no, I mean, I always felt like he kind of had, not like, he wasn't like stacked or anything, but he always kind of had a little bit of meat. Yeah. Know? Except for maybe when he was at Arizona. Once he got to the league, though, he kind of filled out. Well, I wanted to ask you, because as a Sacramento Kings fan and watching them lose a lot, and I thought maybe you might have had an opinion <laughs> yeah, on it. Yeah, moving forward. Okay. Moving forward. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah, he, he was beefed up. Power move, Mike Bibby. Getting jacked. It's my power move. If you're, I mean, I don't want to interrupt you if you're not done. Oh, I was finished. My power move goes to the Los Angeles Dodgers rookie hitters. Okay. So over the weekend, that was intriguing. Over the weekend, the Los Angeles Dodgers did something that has never been done in Major League Baseball history. They had people watch the game. <laughs> oh no! Am I no, wrong? Well played, sir. Okay, thank you. Go Phillies. So. The L.A. Dodgers, three nights in a row, had walk-off home runs. That's impressive. By three different rookies. That's also impressive. Yasiel Puig? Yasiel Puig plays for the Reds now. That was sarcasm, sorry. So He's also not a rookie, by the way. I forgot to mention that. Friday, we had Matt Beatty. Yeah. Hit a home run. Never heard of him. Walk-off home run. You probably mispronounced his name. Sorry, Matt. Well, he said... Kudoba. Listen, you better stop on the Kudoba thing. See, there it is again. That's it, not how you say it. You got to say it quick. Kudoba. Saturday, we had Alex Verdugo. Verdugo. Shout out to Alex. Alex Verdugo. And then Sunday, we had the Louisville alum. And that's why I brought this mm. up, baby. You knew it was coming back there some way. Will Smith. Shout out to Will. Very classic. Where's Will from? KCD, actually. So Kentucky Country Day, Louisville born and bred. Is is Will wider than Casper? Oh, uh, Will is definitely white. Will Smith. He plays catcher, and he's okay. white. He came in, pinched it in the bottom of the ninth, hit a walk-off home run for the Los Angeles Dodgers on Sunday. First time in Major League Baseball history that rookie teammates have hit walk-off home runs in three straight games. Shout-out to KCD Will. Yeah. We used to beat them in soccer. A lot, and they were really good too. Well, no one cares about soccer. I'm just saying, bro. So, moving forward, I got two beeps this week. By the way, 
Don't disrespect me. Oh, I got two. If you beefs. say it's Kadoba, I've got a problem with no, it. No, I got two beefs this week. You want you want you want me to say my first one first, and then you can say your second one. And it's my last one. Sounds good to me. I say roll with it. My first one, referencing a, a segment we talked about earlier when Giannis won his MVP. Did you happen to see Houston tweet out after he won? I did not. No. Yes. So. Giannis wins his MVP. You know, he's giving his heartfelt speech. Right. Great speech, by the way. If you guys haven't seen it, you should look it up. It's only like five minutes long. Very right. good. I think you'll start I think you'll like the guy if you watch it. He was cutting onions. Yes, absolutely. And the Rockets tweet out how they thought that Harden got ripped off and basically saying that Harden deserved the MVP over Giannis. Which in my opinion could have some truth to it, I by don't. the way. Most most important player. If you take Harden off that team, they're probably not going to be very good. But if you take Giannis off the Bucks, they're not. I don't know if they make the playoffs. Disagree. I'm, they're definitely not making the Eastern Conference Finals. Brooke Lopez played at MVP level this year of WNBA. Yeah, I was about to say he he, he had a couple of decent games. But... Malcolm Brogdon, Chris Middleton. George Hill. Dude, I saw one of those mean tweet things the other day. Yeah? And Is that Jimmy Chris, Kimmel? Yeah. said Chris Middleton got fouled so hard he might have stopped being googly-eyed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Chris. Shout was, out to Texas he, And then he, like, widened his eyes. He goes, nope, still googly-eyed. <laughs> man. like, oh, man. Hey, he's a good player. But I like Chris Middleton. My beef is with the Houston Rockets. Leave it alone. Okay, let if James Harden wants to say something because James Harden's the player, that's fine. But which he then, won't. Yeah, Harden, leave, leave Harden doesn't care. Leave it alone, Houston Rockets. You know what though? Does Harden get a bonus for being MVP? Probably. I'm sure he got his bonus when he was first team All NBA. Oh, I thought maybe you were talking about Khloe Kardashian. Oh. Yeah, dumping her. Is that a her. bonus? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Dumping her. That's like a bonus. Like his life just got that much better. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, I'd agree. You probably shouldn't say anything like that. Yeah, just leave it alone. Yeah, that's not their You'll spot. You'll have way more things to worry about, like maybe getting better. Like you all, you all got worse. You all, you all should have beaten Golden State last year, and then you lose to them. It wasn't even close this year. Who's going to be their next coach? Who Houston? D'Antoni well, is going to be out of there. Well, D'Antoni's going to last through the season, I would think. They're having a tough time negotiating the contract, and so in my opinion, they know there's no deal to be had. And so in my opinion, they will get somebody as quickly as possible in there. So if they're not having a great season, don't be surprised if they pull the rug out from under D'Antoni. You know who I would hire? What? Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson doesn't travel outside of Golden State. I would hire Mark Jackson. Have you ever seen Mark Jackson do another NBA game besides the Golden State game? Yeah, because he played for the Pacers. So he did a Pacers game? And the Knicks. Broadcasting. I'm talking broadcasting. I don't know. Yeah, he does. There goes that man. Mark Jackson. Shout out to Mark Jackson. I do like that guy. But anyways, that'll bring me to my beef. So my beef is also Big 3 related, something we referenced earlier. But it's about Dusan Bullet. And this is the Michael Jordan, that's right, you heard this correct, of the three-on-three world. And some the second best player of all time? Go ahead, sir. Some would call him Bulletproof, hence his name. You know what I'm saying? That's a pretty decent nickname. you got to give him a little bit of credit. Let me ask you this. He's got a signature move. Does it get any better? Now, you got your thinking cap on? I'm listening. To all you basketball fans out there, his signature move is 
the oh what's the second move called the sham god tweener is what i call it but it's a sham god in between your legs so do the inside out crossover sham god between your legs goes around you and scores on you does it get much better that's like remember the nba street game that's like NBA street level stuff. If he were to do the drop and roll on the ground after doing this, probably be my favorite player of all time. Like, okay. potentially. So what's your beef with him? Oh, sorry, I got a little off track. I thought you looked like you were thinking over there, which is rare, so I didn't know what to do. <laughs> so I'm just saying, like, uh, it was confusing to me. Oh, but man. but my beef is... I'm just fired up about my next beef, so that's... Uh, that's... Okay, so that's why you're thinking. Um, but my beef is with FIBA. So dude gets drafted. We're just going to call him dude, dude son. Gets drafted into the big three. Everybody's hyped about seeing him in the big three. He was on one of the teams that we were talking about playing earlier, the team who you have, by the way, and yeah. I will win. Um, and FIBA pulls the rug on him. FIBA tells him, you, you mentioned this, in the 2020 Olympics, they're trying to get three-on-three basketball in there. He is a Serbian national. Serbia is actually the favorites for the three-on-three tournament currently. If he breaks his FIBA contract and plays in the big three, there would be at least a 24-month suspension, which would make him ineligible for the 2020 Olympics. So, beef is with FIBA. FIBA, let this man play. It's already proven that it's not going to happen. Dusan Bullet, come to the big three. I don't think it's going to happen. Will not happen, but hopefully next year. All right, so Friday... After work, went to see Toy Story 4 with my brothers, Ryan and Matt. That's my beef. Uh, actually, you know, hanging out with your brothers is pretty cool. I don't have any, but going to see Toy Story, I mean, did you guys, like, hold hands in the movie theater? Did you tie your belts together when you were sitting there? After we saw Toy Story, we went to Roosters over here in Clarksville. Shout out to Roosters. Shout out Roosters. Sponsor the podcast. Yes. And uh, to watch the Louisville game. Right. Louisville loses. Baseball. Yeah, Louisville lost to Vanderbilt. I was wondering why my buddy didn't come, you know, potentially think about considering some fireworks as well, too. I mean, he may still be coming back. Who knows? Yeah. So, Louisville loses. That, you know, that's not fun. Heartbreaker. So, uh, my brother Matt and Jennifer showed up as well. They were going to go hang out with Michael Mullins. Shout out Michael Mullins. Shout out Mike. Former guest. So, they waited for some food, and I was like, oh, I'll wait with them, you know, just chill and, you know, bullcrap with them and stuff. Well... You know, as I'm, as I'm walking out, it's I know it, this may blow some people's mind, but it's rained recently. Uh, I don't know if anybody's noticed that sprinkled here and there. Yeah, I, I'll tell you this, man. You're not going to have to worry about uh, burn burn things with this year for fireworks. Burn bans. What I'm going to have to worry about is selling some stinking fireworks. Yeah, rain don't help me too much with that. No, but I'm walking out and I'm walking to my truck, and I'll be honest, I'm not really paying attention that well. Yeah, you're walking through the parking lot. It's yeah. not like there's dangerous vehicles driving around or anything. Well, it was kind of late, so there wasn't really that many vehicles leaving. You had a couple of cold milks? No, I just had water. They don't have milk at Roosters, do they? I don't know. You know asked. what? They probably should because it's a wing joint. I bet they do. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, as I said, it has been raining, so there's puddles. Right. I step in a puddle that has probably a foot deep pothole in it oh well I, is the is so the pothole goes, in the puddle or is the puddle yeah, in the pothole so it's like a pothole 
and then another pothole on top of that. In, oh, in, in that. man, the double pothole. Yeah, so you can't okay. really see it because the the puddle's kind of murky. Yeah, it's not clean water around these parts. So I step in it, roll my ankle. Potentially fracture it. Yeah, like it, it, it actually, the ankle was not even close to being the worst part. Yeah. I fall down. Luckily, no one saw this because it was embarrassing. But Why? the biggest thing was is how painful it was. Why? I fall down and scrape my hand, which you can see that. It's actually healed pretty well. I can see. It doesn't look enjoyable, though. Oh, it actually doesn't hurt now, but like the first couple of days, like I couldn't do anything with like touching that part of my hand. I want to tell you a secret, though. Don't try to fight pavement. Pavement typically wins those battles. Well, not only I was see here's where I wasn't paying attention. I was looking yeah. at something on my phone, so I just gotten a text. Yeah. Well, I have my oh, phone no. in my right hand. Yeah. And I fall, and it's this hand that I catch myself with with my phone. You don't have a case on that well, phone. No, I don't. But I have the screen protector. It didn't do anything but chip That's... my screen protector. So it didn't chip my phone or anything like that. But you see, you can't even tell with it like that. No. But how a screen protector mm-hmm. is like a piece of That's paper? Piece of, it's glass. It's a glass oh, screen protector. Oh, ah. So you think that I don't have a, a protector. But, yeah, th- all this right here, that's all, all screen protector. Right. No, like my, when when I trade this phone in, my screen's going to be completely perfect. Yeah. So if you get another phone and you don't really want a bulky case, go that direction. Yeah, I'm still on the Samsung Galaxy S4. I'm no, just saying, if no you big ever deal. upgrade from your Motorola Razr... Yeah, I'm I'm trying to, you know, work on my way up those things. <laughs> but my beef is with Rooster's Potholes. Fix your parking lot. You know what I'm thinking? They should fill it up with chicken wings, bro. Oh, yeah. I mean, they might be empty the next day, but, like, cost-efficient, just put no, some of them the chicken. bones will be there. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, I was thinking people, you know, I don't like to eat food off the ground, but I'm not going to lie. If I saw like a pothole full of chicken wings, I might dive in. You get some up the top. Oh, for sure. I'm having, well, the top, you know, because maybe people are, you know, might be dirty. I'd go kind of like middle. Like there's a strategy to it. I'm not going bottom. That's dirty. I'm not going top. That's dirty. I'm getting somewhere down in the middle. I'm getting a couple of good wings out of there. I think you answered the question wherever we put it up. What's your favorite wing sauce? I'm not going to complain. You know what I'm saying? Like wing sauce I love. I I like some of the um, teriyaki-style sauces, typically the Asian teriyaki. I like some of the Boom Boom Pow sauces. Um, I like some of the – Isn't it like a – I think it's just Boom Boom. I might have just Boom Boom Pow. Boom Boom Pow, isn't it like a Black Eyed Peas song? Fergie, yeah. Yeah. She's Fergalicious. Uh, which I'm not positive what that means. I'm not either. But sounds, I'm here for it. Yeah, it sounds good to me, and it, it, it looked enjoyable. So um, buffalo sauce, I, I don't think there's many wings that I'm turning down. Like Parmesan, I'm try- Parmesan garlic, bro. Parlic, Parmesan garlic I'm not turning down. It's my favorite, easily. Yeah, I'd probably, if I'm going honest, I'm probably have to go standard like a medium buffalo. Yeah. That's probably my go-to. But but I'm with you. If I'm at a place that has Parmesan garlic, I'm getting that 10 times out of 10. Yeah. I know this is completely off topic as well, too, but you skinning your wrist made me think of this. had a funny story. So when I first moved to southern Indiana, I lived directly behind the YMCA in Jeffersonville, right? Okay. And we got a new refrigerator. And when we got a new refrigerator, refrigerators come in big boxes. If yes. you did not know this, this is true. And we had back stairs that went out, you know, there was like a deck and then okay. went down it. So me being a young, adventurous individual came up with a genius idea, bro. You could sit in that box 
and Jamaican bobsled team down those stairs. Shout out to Cool Runnings. Shout out to Cool Runnings. And the first time I did it, I'm not going to lie, I was pretty nervous, but went off flawlessly without a hitch, dude. Oh, and you know it's not going to happen again. No, this is the thing. It went down really smooth, and it was fast, and so I'm, I'm building a little bit more confidence. Second time, really try. I'm like, okay, I'm thinking in my head, how do I make this faster? How do I make it better? You got to lean. Start. No, well, the running start was already initiated, but okay. you got to lean forward a little bit more because that's the way you're moving, right? Second time goes off without a hitch. I'm getting a little more cojones under me. I'm going, yeah, time to shine. I need to go get my older sister, Michelle. Hey, come check this out, right? To go even faster, I say, Michelle, why don't you push me? Bad idea. <laughs> Michelle did not have experience pushing bobsleds especially not down deck stairs, hit the second stair, am leaning forward, fly out of the box, literally am flying down the stairs, skid across the concrete and cement on my face, look like Two-Face from Batman. So, yeah, you were talking about concrete wins a lot of those battles. I think I was in the second grade, but, I, you know, my memory's a little blurry from all of that. Yeah, it's because you had a concussion. Well, some of that nature. But, yeah, so she she went inside. She she didn't help me at all, and I got in trouble, and I never snitched on her. So just remember that. But You got in trouble? Yeah, it was probably not my best idea. I'm sure there was medical bills I'm involved sure with that. I'm sure there was, like, pictures that you'll have to take soon. It seems like that's the way oh, it always happens. Dude. You know, like you something wrong with your face, it's always like... Oh. We got church pictures Sunday. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Oh, we took a lot of pictures. I don't take pictures anymore. No. I don't do family pictures. So. So, I mean, that pretty much wraps up everything we got for tonight. I think so. It does. Pretty good, pretty good episode, I feel like. I appreciate all the listeners listening. I appreciate everybody sending in all those questions. I, I had a lot of fun with those questions. Hopefully, you guys had some fun as well, too. Uh, you already mentioned, unfortunately, I won't be here next week, but I mm-hmm. am excited to see if there will be a guest host and if we'll there is who host. it will be. Yeah. I may just not even tell you and just surprise you with it. I would love to see that. Unfortunately, I won't be able to listen to it right that second when it drops, mm-hmm. but I'm thinking on July 4th, whenever it does, maybe I'll have the loudspeakers playing it over our AC units just to let all the <laughs> listeners in the uh, big fireworks world listen. Hey, you never know. Some people may be enjoying What is this? This yeah. is good. Yeah. Well, it'd be better if I was on there, but, but I'm sure it'd be decent. Uh, you yesterday, know. you all will be seeing this soon. Um, I did in or two days ago. Was it two days ago? No, it was yesterday. I did, um, I don't even know what you would call it, some type of interview, I guess. Yeah. With uh, one of my one of my good friends, uh, Treshawn Durham. Shout out to Treshawn. Treshawn, yes. Shout out to Treshawn. Uh, I just said that. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm rambling here. Uh, I coached with Treshawn at Moore. Uh, I met him through Richard, who is also a former guest. But Treshawn will be coming on uh, soon as well. I think the... We got him scheduled for the week after you get back, so the 10th. Nice. We'll have him on. Uh, but we did an interview. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. You're going to get to know me a little bit differently than what uh, you do on here. He asked me some questions that I thought were cool. He asked me, like, I'm not going to give my answers away, but some of the questions he asked me, who's a dream guest to have on a podcast? Yeah. And the way he does You've it, already had a couple. I, I think my dream guest, though, yeah, it's it's not one that I've already had. Um he asked what my favorite episode was, what my favorite 
uh, topic was of one of the podcasts. Right. He, I, I heard he asked you, uh, were you breastfed or were you um, um, formula fed? And then also what age did that go into? Was that, that on the different that one? Was, that, that was, was a different that one? That was the outtakes. Okay. I'll have to yeah. check that one out. I, I thought you had mentioned that. No. Okay. My bad. So, um, I didn't mean to offend you. Yeah, I'm sorry I didn't say that his company is called Supply Lab Media. Shout out to Supply Lab. Yes. Sponsor the podcast. Oh. Oh. They are. Shocker. Yeah. So he's going to be he is going to be mentioned on a future episode. Uh, he is actually one of our first uh, spon- sponsors. I love it. Um, well, besides me, man. I said he's one of one of. Uh, no, I sponsors. want the official title. You are. I just first. want everybody you to are know. The first sponsor. I believe in Beef's Beef Podcast so much that last year I had a sponsorship with us, you and did. this year we talk about it multiple times. And I am not taking any discount. I'm going with this full sponsorship because I believe in this platform. Yes. So. Um, we actually have, I think, three or four that have uh, said they were said they were interested in doing it, or said that they were going to do it. Right. Uh, so we're going with that. But I, I'm I'm excited to see you or let you guys see this interview that we did. Um, like I said, you're going to get to know me on a different different level. That some people, I mean, some of the questions he asked me, I've never been asked before, and I thought it was pretty cool to be able to get that out there. That's impressive. That's good questions, then. Yeah. I mean, he said the thing that I thought was cool was it was different. One, I'll say this. this He doesn't mention it on there. I'm his first white guest on there. Really? Yeah. So. I don't know what that's supposed to mean, but. I think it's, he's like, well, you're right. It is pretty cool. Yeah. Other thing, I'm the first non-usual. Are you, tr- let, let the people, are you truly white? I mean, it doesn't matter. You know, you. I mean, I've been mistaken for other races. No, I, I. I think you're DJ Khaled's son. Oh, my goodness. Here we go. Which I'm not sure. (laughs) I'm just, that's what I think. Okay. I didn't know. I'm not DJ Khaled. I'm just, if you could share some shoes with me, I'd be okay with that. I'm sure you would. DJ Khaled, please. Come on the podcast. uh, I don't know. I like the questions. I like the, uh, we can't obviously do it like this because it would make for a not as good episode, I don't feel like, but he gave me the questions right before we did it. Yeah. And it was different. Natural off the cuff. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I got to toot my horn a little bit, man. He was, he, cause normally, sounds like it. No, this part I, I think is pretty cool. He finished and he was like, dude, you just crushed that. Yeah. And I was like, really? I was like, I felt pretty good about it. He's like, I'm not doing another take. And I was like, okay. I was, is that normal? He was like, no, that's why you crushed it. Yeah. You made him mad enough that he didn't want to hang out with you anymore? <laughs> yes, exactly. Now, he uh, he said that normally when he does it, he has to do a couple takes, and with mine, he only did one. It's impressive. So, shout out to Beef. One shot wonder. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. I gave him that. I didn't have to give him that Chris Childs two-piece, baby. The magic bullet. The magic bullet was at that, that, I'm just that blender? I don't know, man. Isn't that that blender? No, it's the shot that killed Kennedy. That was the mag- the magic bullet? Conspiracy to all my conspiracy theorists. I don't theorists. Think it's called that. Just okay. You're not in the know, bro. Fair enough. I guess not. No. But guys, hopefully you enjoyed that episode. It's always funny how we think that episodes aren't gonna be that long. And then we get done and they're this long. So <laughs> hopefully you guys liked it. I can't wait also to show you guys uh 
a uniform that's going to be for my softball team. Shout out to yeah, because I showed it to you in the middle of it, and it kind of it looked like it kind of threw you off guard because you weren't expecting me to show you that. But I'm pretty pumped about it. It'll be shared tomorrow. Well, shout out to everybody on that softball team for allowing us to be a part of that, too. And all I want to say is if you guys are going to represent Beef's Beef, you better be some winners. So if you're out there losing games, old Coach BJ's going to come out there and kick some dirt around. (laughs) And if if we need somebody to get kicked out of a game, dude, I'd love to do that. Like, as a coach, can you get kicked out? We don't have, we don't really have coaches. Yeah, but can I get kicked out? I don't care what you want to give me a title. Can I be a fan and get kicked out? I'm sure you could. Could I? Uh, could I streak? Uh, yeah, let's let's go ahead and keep the in, in the okay. show. Okay, all I right. Don't talk about that. Sorry, I've I'm got a lack of sleep, buddy. Yeah. Sometimes you come up with bad ideas <laughs> when you don't sleep well. But BJ, have fun next week. It'd be different without you, but I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna cope just like you coped without me that one week. I think it'll I think it'll go well. It won't be the same without you, but I think we'll do well. Can't wait. Yeah. Bart Scott. Who? Bart Scott. Who's Bart Scott? You don't know the, Bart the, Scott? The football player? Yeah, dude. Famous can't wait you line. He sounded like McGruff, the crime dog. Okay. Listen, all I got to say, you told me my accent game was terrible. (laughs) I I have. No. You said you were trying to sound like Bart Scott and you sounded like McGraw. No, I didn't say I was trying to sound like Bart Scott. I was saying that's where the reference came from. I I just want to say to anybody out there needing voiceovers for, you know, whatever you need them, just let me know. I've got a wide range of acting and voice situations. I've seen. I'm not even going to finish that line. And now. No. All right. But, guys, okay. hopefully Sorry. you guys enjoyed, enjoyed the episode. So you got me talking like you now. Yep. Uh, enjoyed the episode. I'm. By the way, I know I keep saying this at the end of it, but thank you so much for all the guys or all the people that have reached out and told us how funny our episodes are and stuff. Yeah, but hang on a second, dude. Do, 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 I mean, with the Asians, do you just like girls too? No, I just, you said I guys. Corrected, I corrected no, okay. myself. I corrected myself. Listen, I would like to thank all of our lady listeners, I would but like mainly I would like listeners. to thank the single lady listeners, and I like to say I appreciate you. And just know that somebody in your life should appreciate you. And I don't think there would be much better person <laughs> to appreciate so you than dumb. myself. So that's all I got to say, bro. Don't you know? Beef doesn't appreciate you. That's not true at all. He might. But I, you know I do for sure. You've got a special place in my heart. That's not true at all. Okay. I, I appreciate the ladies. That's all I got to say. So, but I appreciate all the listeners that have reached out. Uh, your all's kind words have meant great things to both myself and BJ. I'm not trying to get sentimental, but it well, does mean a lot to know that our hard work isn't going unnoticed. No, and uh, and we love this, man. This, yeah, this is a blast to do. I appreciate you allowing me the opportunity, and I, I appreciate everybody listening to allow us to have a platform. Yeah. And keep just know that every day we work on getting better, and we're trying to have a lot of fun with you all, but you all are what make this podcast. It's not us. So I'll tell you what, man. Just wait till BJ gets off. I don't know what it's been lately, man. Yeah. I don't know if you've noticed. I've been on a kick, though, here lately, dude, where i just been wanting to get – it's about to oh, take yeah. off, dude. It, yeah. It just, I don't know, catching a second wind of different things. And I know once we get you back full time to where you're kicking me ideas, dude, it's going to take off. Oh, and, I think that's when we're at our best. You've been doing a great job of holding down the fort. And I think two two people having fun together, it's only going to drive this pony to the next town. Yeah. 
So that was a good one. Wow. <laughs> Drive this boat. Hey, what? I don't even know. Did you make up a saying? I did, and it worked uh, really it's well. Really gonna take this pony to the next. That might become my shout new tagline. Redemption too. Oh man, I'm yeah. not gonna shout that out, but I'm taking this pony to the next town. It's called yeah. Old Town Road. No, stop. We're, I'm gonna we're take this now to now the Old Town Road. Ba -da -da. <laughs> I didn't think I could hate that song even anymore until you just sang it. Now, ba -da now I hate it even more. I've never heard it. You just sang it. That's the three words I know. Or the four, however many I said. That's what Take I know. Take my horse to the old town road. You're Seven, way off, dude. That's eight. Twelve? Eight? That's eight. Okay. Five and three is eight. So, guys, keep liking, keep sharing, keep enjoying the episodes because we're going to keep putting them out. Like I said, next week we'll be without BJ. It'll still be a good episode, though. Great episode. We'll, Don't undersell it. We'll keep dropping them. So we got some good guests coming up. I can't wait to let you guys know about those. But beef out. Peace.